Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The 50,000 watt orange and black home of the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. This is Skyline Chili Cincy 360, about Cincinnati from Cincinnati. Sponsored in part by Skyline Chili. Stop by Skyline Chili for a three-way or cheese coney today. Feeling good? It's Skyline time. This is ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Happy Monday, happy Halloween, happy game day. All of those things true today. This is Cincy 360. You are listening right here on the home of the Cincinnati Bengals, ESPN 1530. We are Cincinnati Sports Station. A couple coaches just, just captain in the ship today. Man. A service of our good friends at Skyline Chili. As I say, the home of the Bengals. Yeah. The Bengals who play football tonight. Mm. It's Monday night. It's also Halloween. <laughs> formidable formidable Bengals squad my team took up a preseason game against. Yes. Yes, that the voice of Giants head coach Brian Dayball, as you probably already know. Coach took a loss yesterday. Mm-hmm. Have you recovered? Listen, we're, we're frustrated. You know, we we got to get the New York football giants on track. And I should have known going into this week and thinking about the offseason, I wrote Geno Smith off, mm-hmm. and he didn't write back. I should have known, should have had my team more prepared going into Seattle. We'll get right next week. Now, you told me you were going to open the show with a victory lap. Well, this, and yet that I've, really wasn't a victory lap. That was an apology. I think the entire show for me is going to be a victory lap. Mm. Why is that? Well, because I'm I'm continuing to be correct about the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm continuing to be correct about the Green Bay Packers. I'm continuing to be correct on a little-known part of, uh, of my prediction in which I didn't know why people thought the Atlanta Falcons were so bad. They're in first place in the NFC South going into November. I continue to be correct about what I said in the preseason and doubled down on last week that UCF was going to beat UC. Mm. Um, and I continue to be correct that uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes are a force to be reckoned with as they found a way to almost backdoor cover at Penn State. Mm. You all right, Tone? Well... You know, on my side of things, not the best weekend. 19-game conference winning streak comes to an end for my Cincinnati Bearcats. Mm. But we move on, and everything's still ahead of us. All we need is SMU to take care of Houston, which should be easy. (laughs) Win out, and you'll be right back in the American Athletic Conference championship game with a chance to win and a berth in a New Year's Six Bowl game all still on the table. First thing you said to me today was, need SMU to beat Houston. And that's that's what a, a good coach does. And people don't realize this, but 
not only am I dressed up celebrating Halloween as New York Giants head coach Brian Dable, but you, Tony Pike, mm. are dressed just like Cincinnati Bearcats head coach Luke Fickle. And I will say you look a lot like him. Thank you. I was hoping maybe you'd shave. Uh, no, you no, haven't. You you aren't shaving apparently. Um, but you know, just a couple coaches in here trying to re- rebuild after some debilitating losses. But you you found a path to get back to the AAC championship game. We'll find a way. Coach, I have a question. Yes. Who's going to start a quarterback next week? Oh, this is Ben Bryant's job. Okay. This is his team. All right. Um, this is still Ben Bryant's team. Okay. Uh, I thought he did a good job of uh, of weathering the storm. Mm-hmm. Thought he made some big plays for for us down the stretch and uh, and delivered. You know, it's just a culmination of things, which I'd be happy to talk about in segment two and three of this show today. Coach, I have a question. Yes. Um. Do you think maybe you'll invite Chad Brendel to speak to the team this week to maybe light the fire? Well, you know, I think— Because your team really let Chad Brendel down this week. Well, I think a lot of this uh, game was created because of Chad Brendel Mm -hmm. and his back and forth on social media, which I even alluded to in last week's press conference, Right. uh, that Chad is stirring up quite a a storm here. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to have Chad go ahead and and fight his own storm here. Okay. Uh, It's easy to be captain of the ship when the sea is calm. Mm-hmm. But now you gotta you got to handle some rough waters, right? as do we in this locker room. Amen. And we get to do that, and we get a chance to do that. We don't have to wait for two weeks. We get a chance. It's the beauty of football. Yeah. And we can turn the page, yeah. and we can set our sights on Ken Niamatololo yeah. and the midshipmen yeah. coming into Nippert Stadium this mm. week. Everything is still in front of us. Nice job, Coach. Thank you. I'm fired up. Thank you. Thank you. It's Monday night football, <laughs> which means we have a lot to get to with the Bengals and the Browns this week uh, and tonight because they play. But before we get to tonight. They play tonight? They do. Oh. It's Halloween and the dog pound. Elves will be dancing. I've already gotten text messages this morning that say dog check, woof, woof. Mm. I don't like that. You think Cleveland was able to sell this game out? Uh, Yeah. Fans still going to those I'm games? Sure. I'm sure there's a, a strong contingent of Bengal fans. There's probably there. a lot of people that feel in Cle- like, man, why don't we live in Cincinnati? I said this last week, and I need to remind people, if you're maybe getting in the car right now, heading up north to Cleveland, keep in mind, when you are there, when you return, you have to quarantine for 14 days. Yes. Do not forget, because of the status of that godforsaken city, you have to quarantine for 14 days upon return from Cleveland. Don't forget. What about if you stop midway? Well, if you stop midway, they also require a a quarantine for 14 days from that city as well. Um, I, I want to talk a lot about what we witnessed yesterday in the National Football League. Kyler Murray 0-1 since that new Call of Duty came out. Oh, man. Poor Kyler. <laughs> there, was, there were so many storylines. Before we get to any of that, can we reset – the World Series right now, Justin Verlander gives up a five-run lead on Friday night. The Phillies lose. Um, I'm sorry, the, the Astros lose game one. They come back and win game two. But did you see the stuff with Valdez circulating on the internet, Austin? Yeah, can you explain this to me? What's going on? Is there alleged cheating it again? It looks like there is a buildup of some substance in the palm of his hand. Okay. That he multiple times goes to and then wipes his hands and then touches the baseball. Now, umpires when they check for stuff usually just check maybe the glove or they check the hat they don't really check the palm of the hand okay but it's uncanny how bad this looks for the houston astros okay but they found a way to win probably because of that valdez was electric his stuff was great and not only tonight do you get Bengals, browns monday night football we also get 
Astros Phillies game three. That is uh, that's humongous in Philadelphia. Yeah, and then on Thursday night, Texans Eagles Thursday night football. Mm. So I mean, the world is being set set on fire right now. I've just been given a goodie bag of, of Halloween treats. Wow. Are they making their way to me? They might be. Interesting. I'll share with you, Tom. Okay. We we gotta we gotta get over these losses somehow. Yeah. Did we'll anything did anything else uh, from the sports world happen this weekend other than what we're gonna get to in the NFL well, and college football? Tone, I don't know if you saw it or not, but I think as far as and I've been double checking my records all weekend long. As far as I know, there has never at any point ever been a greater single game defensive performance. And what we saw over the weekend by Ohio State standout defensive end Jalen Tui Molalau, mm. who had six tackles, two sacks, three tackles for a loss, two interceptions, one touchdown, one pass breakup, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovered. And oh, by the way, the pass breakup he had ended up getting intercepted. Yeah, he played a great game. He played the greatest, sing- the single greatest defensive performance in the history of football happened. In Pennsylvania on Saturday. Could have really used their defense to, to stand up one more time at the end there. Mm. Sorry. Nervous for a little bit? Uh, a little bit. Were Actu- you ever well, nervous? no, actually, I wasn't. I have proof of that. There was a text message sent to our group says, Anybody nervous yet? I said, Not yet. Mm. Um, and the Bucks, I believe, were trailing at that time. Yeah, things got a little dicey. But um, I'll talk. I'll uh, tell you what, if I had somebody that could dress up like Ryan Day, I'd have some, some questions for them mm. because. Yeah, I don't know what the hell he did. They was forget doing. they could throw the ball down the field. They forgot that. They forgot that um, Cade Stover is, you know, albeit a, a good player, he's mm-hmm. not an athletic player. Yeah. Yet they kept sending him outside to try to block these wide receiver screens. Yeah, those were scre- those screens didn't go over well. Mayan Williams, when he went down, that hurt him. But, it's uh, also good, you know, for that team to every once in a while have to play out of state mm-hmm. and play an actual good team. Sure, because you can learn a lot. About wins and losses. Speaking of that, we'll get into it a little bit later, but what happened elsewhere in the Big Ten oh. between Team Up North and Team Up North State, Yeah, that got ugly. Things weren't going well. There's been uh, suspensions the handed yes. out. And how do you rightfully think, so. How do you think the athletic department at uh, Michigan State is feeling about Mel Tucker? Embarrassing? Yeah. Starting to look into those buyout numbers mm-hmm. that so many colleges get enamored with. Uh, college football, we'll get to all of that and the occurrences this weekend, but let's start with football from yesterday. The National Football League, wildly entertaining 1 p.m. slate. Mm-hmm. I mean, some big points got put up, but before we get to the afternoon slate, Broncos Nation. <laughs> let's ride. Let's ride. You know, it's funny, after the game, I see all these Broncos players tweeting about how excited they are to get back on the plane. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get on the plane. Let's do. We're going to do high knees all the way back with Russell. They kind of went into it a little bit. Yeah, they did. They had their guys back. They celebrated it. Yeah, and there's been you know a lot of questions about whether or not you know Russ Russ had his teammates back or their back had the teammates or the you know what I mean. Mm. But they look like they did that time. Mm. So Trevor Lawrence garbage question mark man. Bad look for Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne was very impressive. Falcons. Let's just go through the list here. Falcons. Falcons. Falcons, Panthers, mm-hmm. game of the year candidate? Question mark. P.J. Walker in the uh, next-gen stat era through the longest pass that next-gen has seen. Mm-hmm. I think it went 67, 68 yards in air, and he yeah. needed every bit of it. He led D.J. Moore 67 yards down the field Yeah, to tie that game. D.J. Moore rips his helmet off, yep. and I saw this because Terry McLaurin, who we'll talk about in a minute, he, Scary. he ripped his helmet off and was not penalized. Mm-hmm. But 
DJ Moore was, and wrongfully so, according to Tony Dungy, who said if a player's off the playing field, which he was, he was out right. of the back of the end zone, mm-hmm. he should not have been penalized for that. That's correct. But instead he's penalized. Carolina misses the extra point. They go on to lose in overtime, 37-34. I think Connor Orr, friend of the show yes. uh, from Sports Illustrated, put it you know really well on Twitter, which is we got to stop penalizing people for acting like human beings. Correct. That was an insane play. Like Correct. you said, the longest stat cast throw that Next Gen has seen, 67 yards to potentially win the game, back him up 15 yards from 48, kick is no good. They go to overtime. Then Carolina gets a 33-yard field goal attempt, which is what the extra point would have been. Yes. And they miss that, making way for Young Way. Mm. Young Way Koo hits a game winner for the Falcons. They're 4-4 yeah. four and four and tied for first place in the NFC South as we head to November. Is it time to count the Cowboys as a legit threat? Uh, they're looking pretty good, man. man. No Zeke yesterday, and Tony mm-hmm. Pollard looks every bit of the, the every down back that, that has been needed. Dak looks more and more comfortable each game. I know they give up some points to to uh, Chicago, but Micah Parsons is as good as you're going to find on the defensive side of the ball. Cowboys win 49-29 over the Chicago Bears. As much as I love Zeke Elliott, the Cowboys are better with Tony yes. Pollard in the game. Agree just completely. What he brings to the to the offense, that speed, his change of direction. There's a place for Zeke in the offense, but I don't think it's getting the ball as much as he has been getting it since he's you know signed the contract there. Chicago becomes first team since 1984 to run for 240 or more yards and lose yeah. a game. Uh, they Three still straight over 200. Still can't figure it out from a from a pass game standpoint. Justin Fields continues to show flashes. The Bears are still a ways away. Chicago or Cleveland. What's their name? The Cowboys. They might be pretty good. Jesus. Easy, Brian. You sound like my grandma. Uh, Dolphins, Lions. Exciting game. Ugh. Lions jump out to a big lead. I'm sick. Tyree Kill, 12 catches, 188. Jalen Waddle, a couple touchdowns. I'm sick. Uh, Mike Jacecki got in the end zone again. But Dan Campbell, man, these, he's going to have to start winning some of these games. I, I love Dan Campbell mm-hmm. as a coach, but he's eventually got to start winning. Especially yeah, that's, when you have big leads. That's the thing, man. Like, they're close. Like, their offense is humming when Jared Goff at quarterback, which is hard to believe, but they cannot finish games. They do not know how to win. Correct. It's frustrating. But good news is next week they're at home again, and they have a get-right game against Green Bay. Mm. Cardinals-Vikings. Are the Vikings a legitimate contender in the NFC? Yes, they are. Kirk Cousins looks great. Mm -hmm. Dalvin Cook running the ball like old-school Dalvin Cook. Mm Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson didn't even have a huge game yesterday. They still do enough to beat the Arizona Cardinals, who fall to 3-5. and five. DeAndre Hopkins looked great in that game. But as you mentioned, it was a Call of Duty weekend. Kyler Murray cannot get it done at the end. Yeah, I mean, that's, this is the, the thing about Minnesota is they're just well-balanced all the way around, offense and defense. Correct. Um, Irv Smith, who is not a game-changing tight end by any means, but he's a solid player. Adam Thielen, we know what he can do. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins just has to put it at the right spot. Obviously, 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins is different. Mm. They're talented, and they have speed on defense. The Minnesota Vikings are very good. And what was to me Arizona. the disappointment of the weekend? Yeah. Saints Raiders. The Raiders only crossed midfield once. Yeah, they had like eight yards. That Raider. I mean, that. First of all, Alvin Kamara. I think he's starting to hear some of the trade talk, Mm -hmm. showing what he can still do. Ninety-six yards receiving, two touchdowns. 
62 on the ground and another touchdown. Dalton just finds ways to continue to win football games. Mm-hmm. But the Raiders shut out. Yeah. That Raiders team, who so many people in the preseason thought was going to be a contender, shut out 24 nothing in New Orleans. Yeah, and I think aside from the um, the, the the Tom Brady tuck rule, mm. Rich Bisaccia not being named the head coach will go down as the greatest what-if in Raiders history. Oh, completely agree. Because why didn't they do that, question mm-hmm. mark? And if you have a good thing going. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. And Rich Passaccia, you believe, is a guy that, that you can trust to surround himself with good enough coaches to get the most out of the players like he was doing at the end of last year. Instead, whole new regime, whole new offense for Derek Carr to try to learn. Devontae Adams, nowhere to be found. Derek Carr was terrible. Run game, we've seen it happen before. Just last week, they, they ran the ball Hunter great. They paid Hunter a ton of money and don't use him. Where's he at? So, yeah, um, tough time in Raiderville. Patriots-Jets, the prototypical Patriots win. Five field goals, one touchdown. Yep. They they turned Zach Wilson over. Zach looked bad. Um, they muddied the game up, and they find a way to beat the, beat the Jets, who just can't find a way to beat the Patriots. The guys over at Pardon My Take said the uh, Jets have not beaten the Patriots since Zach Wilson was five years old, mm. and at the time his girlfriend was only 45 years old. Yeah. So that's wow. big news from Zach Wilson. Eagles, Steelers, this game was never close. Nope. Kenny Pickett at times looks all right. I don't think he can. I'm, I struggle because their receiving core on paper should be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Najee Harris should be a lot better than what he is, and yet um, – the, the Steelers are absolutely dominated, and it didn't get better after the game, Austin. Kenny Pickett, yeah. after the game in a press conference, says the Steelers' offensive players aren't studying enough film. Oh. So he's already calling out players on the All offense. Right. Shout out Kyler Murray. Yeah. Um, I think the thing about Pittsburgh that everyone's kind of freaking out about now is Matt Canada, yeah. the offensive coordinator. I saw a meme over the weekend where it was one of those with a candy bar cut in half. Candy says, bars. Make sure you check your kids' candy bars. Yep. Because this person just so happened to find a Matt Canada run offense inside their child's Ooh. candy bar, which Ooh. was obviously dangerous. Yes. And dangerous to the child, nobody else. Um, so he's in the crosshairs of a lot of people right now. But overarching theme is that Philadelphia is really good. They don't struggle with bad teams. No, they do what you're supposed to do against bad teams. We don't have to spend a lot of time on Texans-Titans because it was a snooze fest of a game other than Derrick Henry continuing to own the Houston Texans. Four consecutive games over 200 yards rushing for Derrick Henry. The Titans all of a sudden are 5-2, and two, a matchup yeah. with them looming uh, with the Bengals. Shout in a out weeks. to the Washington Commanders. Mm. Come from behind win. Taylor Heineke, magic man. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, yikes. Another terrible game for the Colts mm-hmm. running game. 
commander score in the last minute to win that 17-16. Crazy thing about Taylor Heineke, for every game he yeah, plays, at least 60% of the snaps in the commander's wins, he earns a 125K incentive. You know what else he does with that? What's that? He buys a pair of Jordans mm. in the color of the team he just beat. That's pretty cool. So Love that idea. Um, afternoon slate, not as much scoring, still good football. The 49ers own the Rams in the regular season. Mm -hmm. And by the way, uh, Christian McCaffrey, first player since 2005, throwing, receiving, and a rushing touchdown yeah. for the San Francisco 49ers. They didn't have Debo. When Debo gets back and these guys are at full strength, that's a scary team to play. Yeah. The uh, Your New York Giants fall to the Seattle Seahawks. Frustrating. I watched most of this game. Mm -hmm. If Seattle's healthy, they're going to be a tough out for somebody. Mm-hmm. The way Geno Smith is playing, Tyler Lockett said this after the game. It's amazing what we can accomplish when no one cares who gets the credit. Yep. Shot at Russ? I think so. I do too. I think but so. But that running game with Kenneth Walker, Lockett, Metcalf, the way that um, Geno Smith is playing yeah. and a really good young defense, that's going to be a tough out for someone. It's, a, it's just a simple offense. They run the ball. They they do play action, and they go down the field when they have those those opportunities. And Tyler Lockett, been in the league forever, still as good as anybody is getting down the field, yeah. open down the field. Bad day before that touchdown. Mm -hmm. Fumbled on the three-yard line coming out, dropped a touchdown pass. They go yeah. right back to him. Pete right. Carroll's a really good football coach. Pete Carroll's a very good football coach. The NFC NFC East or West, excuse me, I don't know anything today, is very, very difficult. Well, you probably had um, a long plane ride home last night. Well, I did. You know, we're frustrated. Coming after, off a loss. You know, and I feel like I, I, my ears are ringing after being inside CenturyLink Stadium or whatever they call it, yeah. Lumen Field now. Yep. Yeah. Last game of the night, Bills Packers. <laughs> Almost feel bad for, for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Do He's we? got no one to throw the ball Do to. We? He's making fifty million dollars a year. They can't go get anybody. I don't, I don't know how you stop that uh that that Bills offense right now. And their defense. If you if you're one dimensional, that defense is gonna light you up. Mm -hmm. And for the Packers, they got 143 on the ground from Aaron Jones. They just couldn't do anything in the air. Yeah. Josh Allen didn't need a bunch. Stephon Diggs goes for over 100. I think they have something with Romeo Dobbs. Yeah. Um, it's just he's the only guy. Do the Packers the make a move before tomorrow? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I, I mean, you would like to think so, but I don't know their cap situation. Like yeah. I said, Rodgers is making an unbelievable amount of money. That that prohibits them a little bit. I, I don't know. All right, we got to get to a break. Two teams on a bye, by the way, Chargers and Chiefs. We have the uh, the game of the night we'll talk about as the show mm. progresses. When we come back, let's talk uh, college football. UC Bearcats' tough loss. What happened there? What happened across the rest of the college football world? Uh, later on the show, we'll get some phone calls, 513-749-1530. Talkbacks in hour number two. It is the Halloween edition yeah. of Cincy 360, brought to you by these two head coaches on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Now your chance to win one. Now Cincy 360 resumes. Brought to you by Safe Auto. Give us three minutes, save up to 25% on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Gets the snap out of the shotgun and screens it out on the right side. Oh! Intercepted Tui Molowau. Will walk into the end zone with a pick six. Jalen Tui Molowau. What a day he is having as he intercepts Sean Clifford's pass and runs it into the end zone. Jalen Tui Molowau for a defensive touchdown to make it 43-24 Ohio State. There you have the Voke Energy call of the night. Boom, 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 boom. Tui Moa Lau. Tui Mola Lau. 
Jalen Tuimolalau. I could say uh, he was clearly voked up. Oh my gosh. On Saturday, our Voke Energy call of the night brought to you by our friends at Voke Energy, your chewable tablet available now in your area UDF, or visit voke-energy.com to learn more. I was told they found just shreds of Voke packets by his locker after the game. All over. All over the place. Unbelievable. That, by the the way, the call brought to you by... um, Voke was Paul Keels. Good. From gracious. Learfield. Mr. On Dable. the Ohio State Buckeyes. Have network. you been drinking? Were you drinking no. on the plane ride home from well, Seattle? It's just, I haven't gotten a lot of sleep. Yeah. I get it. You probably slept in your office last night. Mm-hmm. Football coaches work wrong. hard. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you one more thing before we move to college about Please, coach. the uh, the Steelers Eagles game. Stellars. AJ Brown, three touchdowns. Uh huh. Random drug test this morning. He yeah. said, What's with this, Goodell? I think. What's we going should, on? I think we should implement something like that here like some random okay. drug testing at work sure i think it's a great idea now this is also being talked about in pittsburgh is there is a video or a picture of a defensive lineman for the eagles javon hargrave uh-huh. he posts this picture on his social media of him sacking kenny pickett sure now he's a former Steeler. mm-hmm but Steeler players, along the likes of Marcus Allen, wide receiver Deontay Johnson, and even, even Steelers offensive linemen who were allowing these sacks all went to like the post of their former teammate Ooh. sacking Kenny Pickett. Ouch. Is there a problem with that if you're the head coach in Pittsburgh? Uh, I try not to overreact to, to you know, f- look, speaking as a head That's coach. That's what I'm asking you. Uh, I try not to overreact too much okay. to to social media. However, I do think it's something we got to tell our guys that, yeah. you know, you go and do something like that, people are going to go talk about it on the radio in Cincinnati, mm. and you you got to talk about that and say, hey, it's even if you do like what happened, right? Even if you're trying to support your guy and, and what he's doing on social media, the uh, the appearance of which is not good, and so maybe you shouldn't do that. Correct. Thank you. By the way, did you hear the? Worst, worst take of the weekend from oh. Charlie Batch. No. Our friends over at DVE in Pittsburgh. What Charlie say? Charlie Batch said, uh, total disrespect. Philly has pulled all of their starters with nine minutes left in the game. Mm. Times have definitely changed around here. What about the fact that Philadelphia has uh, a 22-point lead and has to play yeah. on Thursday night? Yeah. Idiot. Maybe Jason Kelsey wanted to get that, that Batman. No wonder Charlie Batch wasn't necessarily the brightest quarterback when yeah. he was playing back in the day. Yeah, it's actually smart by the Played Eagles. Played for like a thousand years with like two starts. Get in, Bum. get your work done, Yeah, and then move on. Yeah, go home, Incredible. get rested up. Incredible. Yeah. All right, the uh, the college slate, let's start with the Cincinnati Bearcats, and we'll spend some time on the Bearcats and the rest of the college football slate. But you knew kind of going in, it felt like UC had escaped death a couple times. They, they were borderline with the penalties and close games and like this doesn't just start this year this goes back to last year they needed an interception at the gun to to beat navy they they've had close games even as good as that team was last year but we've went back and forth through much of this year that the fact that last year's team had the ability to overcome those lapses in games whereas i don't think this year's team does that was the case against UCF. UCF jumps out to a 10-0 lead in the first uh, first quarter. And on the road, you're starting to think, all right, this is, this is major trouble. And in the second quarter, UC hits two field goals. They start their comeback. And in the process, 
John Reese Plumley, the quarterback for UCF, is forced to leave the game with a concussion. So you go into the half, you're down 10-6. It seems like a miracle. You get the ball coming out of the break, and UCF does not have their starting quarterback. I think many UC fans would have said, we like our chances, and yet much of the third quarter was a struggle. A third quarter that saw UCF turn the ball over inside their uh, the, the Bearcat 15 twice, where they had sure points on the board, only on one of those times to be able to sack Ben Bryant for a safety to get two of those points back. That made it 12-6. But at the end of the third quarter, Ben Bryant finds Josh Wiley in the back of the end zone. Bearcats take a 13-12 lead. You start to feel like things are going to push the right direction. Again, backup quarterback. Now you're playing with the lead. Instead, it goes the other way. UCF takes an 18-13 lead. Bearcats come right back down the field with three minutes left. Ryan Montgomery from 39 yards out. They get the two-point conversion. They go up three. UCF comes back down the field again with a backup quarterback twice in the fourth quarter. When facing deficits, UCF and a backup quarterback drove down the field to beat the Cincinnati Bearcats, who come up short 25-21. It was not a banner day for Ben Bryant. 25 of 45, he throws for 298, doesn't turn the ball over, uh, but does take the safety. Uh, UCF sacks Ben Bryant four times. They get to him a lot more than that. He takes a lot of hits in the games. Uh, 25 of 45, 298, one touchdown. The running game never got going at all. And let me preface this, Austin, by saying Ryan Montgomery had a 39-yard run. And for the day, for the day, because Ben Bryant lost 41 yards on sacks, the Bearcats ran the ball for just 35 yards. 18 rushes, 35 yards. Charles McClellan, 11 for 36. How about this stat line, Austin? Corey Kiner, former Mr. Football from the state of Ohio, yeah. transfers back from LSU, has been a big part of this offense through much of the season, does not get a carry or a touch in Saturday's game. Let me ask you, Coach Fickle, how does that happen? Well, the game is dictated a lot by how uh, things unfold. We couldn't get much of the running game going, and in return, you don't get as many carries, and you've got to maybe put pass protection in there more so than than touches. Sure. And you just kind of get lost on some of those things over the course of the game. It's something we'll need to look at and certainly evaluate going forward So, because Corey Kiner needs to be in the game. So when the run game is struggling to get going, why didn't you – Put Corey Kiner in to maybe change that. You know, I'd like to maybe deflect this ke- uh, question to our offensive coordinator, uh, Gino Gadulli. Okay, who I'm not. Right. Uh, but we'll have to ask him. You'll you know, never we'll, be. You'll never be Gino we'll, Gadulli. We'll get to. We'll get to. Uh, we'll watch the All 22. Right. Tape. And uh, we'll see what we need to do. Coach, you have a and pillow we'll, and blanket in your office. Absolutely. Okay. We'll reflect. Right. And we'll make sure we we get things right. You got to reflect and correct. Yes. Trey Tucker, really good game for the Bearcats. Ten catches, 110 yards. Um, on the game, Tyler Scott never got back into that comfort. Jaden Thompson struggled with a couple drops. Uh, Ryan Montgomery had a 30-yard catch. Josh Wiley with the touchdown catch had 29 yards receiving. I'm disappointed in the Bearcats offensively. I'm more disappointed that twice in the fourth quarter, this defense against the backup quarterback were given a lead, and neither time the defense could make the stops necessary. Ivan Pace leads the uh, the way with seven sacks, 11 total, or I'm sorry, seven tackles, 11 total. 
uh, but seven of those being solo. A group effort, they don't come up with enough big plays for the Bearcats to to win. And for the first time in their last 20 conference games, the Bearcats lose on the road at UCF in a game where, where UCF should have won by more. Let's be honest about that. Two turnovers inside the 15 when you're getting ready to put points on the board. Uh, it wasn't... I would say that the penalties didn't crush UC, only five for 25 yards. UCF was only penalized once for 15. UC won the turnover battle. So how about that? Think of that. UC wins the turnover battle. They don't get crushed by penalties. But time of possession, 37 to 23. Total yards, 505 to 333. UC dreadful on fourth down on third down. They failed to uh, convert their only fourth down of the day. All of it adds up to the Bearcats falling 25-21. to 21. Now, a lot of people think, okay, the, the Bearcats have lost. The sky is falling. Things are done. It's over. Might as well pack it in, cancel the rest of the season. They're 6-2. and two. They have the ability to control their own destiny by playing three of their last four games at home for a chance to win their third straight conference championship and what would nearly guarantee them an opportunity to play in another New Year's Six Bowl. That's what's still ahead of the Bearcats. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I know, Austin, you would agree, Coach. Yeah. Uh, we're in a, a very reactionary time. <laughs> you know, yeah. we overreact. We, 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 we call this overreaction Monday. We manage and micromanage everything. There's the, the, the people from the armchair that think that they have a say in things. I'm all for questioning coaches when need be. I am all for questioning decisions that are made. But do you know what I'm not going to take? Adults on social media tweeting at players Mm. the way that I saw this weekend a lot of Cincinnati Bearcat fans on social media tweeting at Ben Bryant and company. I just don't think there's a place for that. No. You want to talk, man, tough loss, that loss sucks. Yeah, absolutely. No one likes losing. And we're spoiled to a sense here in Cincinnati because of what this team has done. But tweeting at players, calling players out, threatening or or making disparaging remarks towards certain players, there's no place for that. In today's world where everyone thinks they can get on social media and hide behind a keyboard and say whatever they want, understand that winning at this level is extremely hard. Understanding that that playing your best or not playing your best and still find a way to win is extremely hard. And losses do happen. You made the stat. You mentioned uh, UC was tied for second last week in their last 23, right, Austin? Mm-hmm. They were 20-3 and three over 23 games. Yep. It's hard to do in football. It's really hard to do consistently, especially when you lose so many guys year in and year out. They're 6-2, and two, vastly controlling their own destiny going forward. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's stop going at players on social media. Yes, vent. Get frustrated. I tweeted out during the game. I said, just very simple, it's 
not acceptable. You can feel that way, but to go at a player, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kid, while you're sitting behind a keyboard is a bad look. Keyboard warriors. Mm. There are some of those out there. Sounds like a mascot. Let's get to a break. Down Let's come back. Let's look at what happened across the uh, the college football slate. We've got plenty of time between now and 3 o'clock for your phone calls and to talk Bengals, Browns, which mm. we'll do extensively. Bum, 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 bum. Since E360, a service of Skyline Chili on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Welcome back. Cincy 360, a service of our friends at Skyline Chili on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati's sports station. Let's talk the rest of the college football slate for a couple minutes. This is hour number two. We'll get in much more of the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns tonight. Uh, Georgia, Florida, Florida no match. Georgia looks like a bona fide title contender, perhaps Mm. the favorite right now. They roll over Florida and set up Austin, Georgia, Tennessee this week. Oh, yeah. What Bring we think it. about that? Bring it. We talked already. Uh, Ohio State hangs on uh, late, scoring 28 in the fourth quarter to beat Penn State 44-31. to 31. They scored like a bunch of points in like 32 seconds. Yeah, it's it wasn't pretty for three quarters. No, it was not. Found a way to win. Kentucky, Tennessee. Kentucky did not find a way to win. Mm. First quarter, that game 7-6. You think, okay, maybe Kentucky can contend. Next 37 go to the Vols. 44-6. Tennessee beats Kentucky. You mentioned the team up north. I will say, quickly, Tennessee and those all-blacks mm. with that uh, horror remix of mm. Rocky Top, that yeah. was it's pretty good now. life-changing stuff. It's pretty good now. Michigan State loses to Michigan. That's not the conversation that we're having today. It's the fact that uh, a couple Michigan players were actually attacked, jumped Assaulted. in the tunnel. Now, it, it's been known at Michigan both teams go up the same tunnel. There's videos of Michigan State players jumping and attacking uh, a couple Michigan players. Not great. Also not great for the people that just filmed it mm-hmm. or the people that ran away from it. Yep. How about get in there and stop it? Yep. And uh, there was at one point a Michigan State player swinging a helmet yeah. at a person without a, uh, another player uh, yes. without a helmet on. Not a good look for Michigan State. And Mel Tucker, who took a swing at someone for trying to touch his head, that's not good for that Michigan State team. And uh, Mel Tucker, who was paid a lot of money, uh, suspensions already coming down for Michigan State. And Michigan finds a way again, another solid, impressive win. They move to eight and zero. Was it solid and impressive? Yes, okay. I thought it was clean. Okay. TCU comes from behind and beats West Virginia. If you were a betting person, the end of this game intrigued you. Uh, as someone who had TCU, it was a three-point game, Austin, with about a minute left, fourth down and one. TCU elects to go for it. They get West Virginia to jump off sides, which means what? Free play. Mm. TCU lobs it up to the end zone. A catch is made, and TCU covers the number when all was about to be lost. TCU, another impressive win. They are 8-0. Oregon takes care of Cal. Kansas State. This How about was, this statement? This was the eyebrow raiser for me of the weekend. 48 nothing. 48 nothing. You said 48 nothing. Nothing. Over Oklahoma State, aye, aye, aye. Mm. How about this stat line? Wake Forest goes to Louisville. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned on Friday, whenever a number looks weird, mm-hmm. you got to just stay away from it. Yep. 
to 14-13 Wake Forest lead at the half. I also forgot to say this was an emotion game. Mm. Lamar Jackson in the house. Yeah. They're retiring his number, doing the whole nine yards as a Heisman Trophy winner at Louisville. Mm. Mm. The, uh, man, the third quarter for Wake Forest. Interception for a touchdown. Fumble, fumble, interception, fumble, interception for a touchdown. <laughs> Never seen anything like it. Louisville outscores Wake 35 nothing, 35 nothing in the third quarter. Wake turns the ball over eight, eight times. How many? Eight. Wow. Louisville beats Wake Forest. USC closely takes care of Arizona. They were very shorthanded. UCLA jumps back against Stanford. Ole Miss. How about our guy Lane Kiffin? Beast. Ask him what he's going to be for Halloween. He says he's going to reach out to to Jimbo and see if he's got a Joker outfit for him. Lane Kiffin is fantastic. Love Lane. Notre Dame goes and routes Syracuse. It's a big one for the Buckeyes. Notre Dame continues yeah, to kind of put things together a little bit as their season goes along. Illinois beats uh, Nebraska, North Carolina, 7-1. and one. Mm-hmm. You know their quarterback. Remember when Desmond Howard picked Pittsburgh to go to the yes. college football playoff? They're 4-4, four 1-3 yes. four, in the ACC. You know their quarterback, Drake May? Mm-hmm. His older brother, Luke May. Yeah, Carolina basketball Carolina legend. Bearcat, great. I said yeah. Carolina Bearcat. You did. I was going to let it yep. go. I was just thinking Wes Miller. Mm-hmm. I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Nicely uh, nice. Missouri. I got goosebumps thinking about it. Missouri beats South Carolina. You just worried about Wes Miller being the next head coach in North Carolina. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, this coming week on the college football slate, Ohio State Northwestern. Oh, yeah. Watch oh, out. Oh, yeah. That number's already out, 38 and a half. <laughs> On the road at Northwestern. On the road, noon game, 11 a.m. technically Watch in Evanston. Out. Watch out. Might, might, might have the Buckeyes falling asleep a little bit. 7-1 and one and 19th ranked Tulane goes to Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, Georgia, that's number two Tennessee. They share the number two ranking with Ohio State I right now. I feel like that has not happened a lot. But no. Maybe I'm just too young. But Number one versus number two, Georgia already nine-point favorites in that game. Outside of that, listen to some of these games. Oregon, Colorado. Michigan State, Illinois. Nope. Penn State, Indiana. Nope. Oklahoma State, Kansas. No. Syracuse, Pitt. No. UCF, Memphis. No. Liberty, Arkansas. By the way, that's the 25th ranked UCF gold. Yes. Alabama, LSU. Yeah, there's always Watch something out, there. Brian Kelly. In Baton Rouge. Yeah. Texas, Kansas State. Michigan, Rutgers. What about Clemson, Notre Dame? There you go. In Indiana. Friend of mine going to that game. He's right. fired up about it. Shout out to Austin's friend. Yeah, Jack. Arizona, Utah, Wake, NC State, UCLA, Arizona State, Cal, USC. And, of course, the Bearcats will welcome in the midshipmen. Hmm. Midshipmen. What are the midshipmen doing this year? Uh, Ken Niamatololo yeah. and the midshipmen are not having a great season. They're three and five. How about this? Listen to this stat line. They just lost their quarterback in, in last week's game. Navy mm-hmm. in games where Navy does not allow a touchdown on the first drive, they're they're three and zero. If they allow a touchdown on the first drive, they're zero and five. Yikes! They're coming off a twenty-seven twenty win over Temple. By the way, that game you mentioned that um, SMU needs to beat Houston. Fun fact, that game is on NFL Network, mm. 7 p.m. Saturday night. NFL Network's airing some uh, college football games this year. That Why? is one of them. Why? Uh, I don't know, because there's money to be had in TV rights deals in college football. Mm. 
Um, you all right, Coach? Yeah. Does uh, <laughs> do the Bearcats need to look to making a change at quarterback? I think that's going to be the question going forward. And I'll say this, and and I'm not, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't sit in meetings. I don't get to be down there talking to the coaches every week or watching practices because a lot of times they're practicing while we're on the air. I will say this, as many people that call for Ben Bryant, I don't know what it says about Evan Prater, the fact that they will not go to him, right? Yeah, that, that has would to think, say something. So let, let's say this. Let's say that it was truly a battle in camp. And let's just say that it came down to the last couple days of camp. If Ben puts together some rough performances and things were so close at camp, don't you think that would mean that they would go to Evan? Right. So it, it screams think- to me that this wasn't a close battle and that there is a substantial gap between Ben and Evan right now. I think the frustration a lot of UC fans have is that there has not been at least a consistent amount of giving Evan Prater a chance to jumpstart the offense with that Prater package. Mm-hmm. That, I think, is what bothers Except for the first because, drive of the game, they tried it. Right, because other than that, I mean, you just know that when the ground game's not going, you need a jolt offensively. Sometimes Ben Bryant kind of you know lulls you to sleep that maybe you know that gives the defense something else they have to defend and and you know maybe the guy gets a hot hand sometimes it was just weird the game starts UCA for UC forces a punt Ben Bryant completes a pass to Tyler Scott and then on third and two Evan Prater's in the game on the first drive mm-hmm. and then you don't see from him since so like I I'm reading between the lines that this is a bigger gap than what was led on to be yeah, and that's been you've been able to read between those yes. lines since I don't think this is close. July. Um I think Ben's the guy going forward. And look, if if you take care of business against Navy, maybe that means Evan Prater gets more time in the second half. But as of now, it is Ben Bryant's team and this team, and again, I know we are re- reactionary creatures. And I know we like to overreact especially on Mondays. This team is still in the running for an AAC title and a New Year's Six berth. If they win out, let's pump the brakes a little bit and focus on Navy this week. When we come back, we'll have a real quick touch and go segment to finish off hour number one. Hour number two, let's start things off with Bengals Browns in Cleveland tonight. And just be thankful today and every day that you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati. Well said. Cincy 360, a service of Skyline Chili on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Welcome back. Hour number one, finishing things off. Cincy 360, a service of our friends at Skyline Chili. Let's take a phone call for the first time today. Mike is calling in. Mike, what's up? What's going on, fellas? Sorry, I had my radio up. All good. Hey, uh, hey Tone uh, and Austin, I take a guess. I bet you'll get it, but just for the fun of it, take a guess which NFL team has the worst, the bad side, of point differential, and what would that differential be? Oh, worst? Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin, you got a guess? Uh, I'm going to guess it's the Raiders. <laughs> um, I don't know. Tampa? That's a good guess. That's a good guess, though, Austin. I, I would have guessed that, too. 
Who is it's it this year? Steelers. Mark Steelers oh. minus seventy-seven. Wow. Yeah, that's they've been they they haven't even been. Well, you look at yesterday's game. You look at the Buffalo game. That that would certainly do it for you. The Steelers have been abysmal, and things don't sound great in that locker room right now either. Would they ever fire Tom one, Tony? I don't think I don't think this year. I, I think they're clearly in a rebuilding mode where they've got answer questions to answer on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, T.J. Watt has not been available since the first game, although it sounds like he's going to be back just in time for the Bengals to head to Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't think Mike Tomlin's played with a full deck this season, and I think he's built up enough equity in Pittsburgh, at least through this year. Okay, pal. Hey, now, one more ba- one more uh, football thing and then a baseball, if you'll let me have that much time. Should Geno should, should Gino Smith be be in the MVP running right now? I mean, this cat is something else. Yeah, he's leading the year. He's leading the NFL in completion percentage. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he's he's not only he's like seventy five percent right now completion percentage. He's managing the game. Um, he's certainly in that that comeback player of the year, or whatever category he's going to be. But I I would have no problem seeing Geno Smith in like the top five of the MVP category right now with what he's done for a team that people essentially thought would win two or three games this year. Yeah, and aren't they without? Didn't they have a pretty good running back that's out for the year or something? Did yeah, they he, lost he Penny. There? They lost Penny, Penny through good. the year. Uh, now they've they've had Kenneth Walker step in really well. And last but not thanks, Tony. And last but not least, the ball game tonight. Of yeah, course it's, um, I'll probably watch the ball game more than the Bengals. I don't know. It just depends which game's better. But it'll be a luxury to go back and forth. Well, what a blessing for us sports geeks, right? Absolutely. And uh, you know, I think with. With what it's been throughout the playoffs so far, from an atmosphere standpoint, Philadelphia is going to be unbelievable tonight. I hope it doesn't rain. They're saying maybe. But McCullers, uh, I know Dusty said the reason he picked McCullers tonight, and it was because, first of all, he's got a pretty good record in the games throughout his career. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But he throws that, that's a home run hitter's ballpark. Yes. And he throws sinker and that slider and doesn't give up a lot of home runs, so... He's just. I he, don't know much about Syndergaard. Any good this year, Tom? Um. Well, for one, McCullers. He's going to have to be careful coming inside against both Bryce Harper and uh, and Kyle Schwarber. Mm. I, I think for the season, he, he's been decent. Ten and ten. I see three point nine four ERA. I think. I think Houston has the advantage from a lineup, but that that atmosphere is going to make up for a lot in Philly. Houston needs to get one of these uh, to to take home field advantage back, and it will certainly be. A, uh, a high-energy game in Philly tonight. Mike, I appreciate your call, man. Have a great Monday. Thanks, fellas. Yes, sir. That's a good way to end off hour one. Tony, we have some breaking news to get to when, when we, we come, come back. back. There has been a major college football coach fired. Well, I might have some news, too. I might have, maybe, can you break down, I think a lot of people are talking about Josh Allen's throwing. Mm. Can you break down Josh Allen from a, a, a passer standpoint? When I'll we do get back that as, well? as soon as you break down Noah Syndergaard. As a head coach, Cincy 360, a service of Skyline Chili on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station.
CKY, the 50,000-watt orange and black home of the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. This is Cincy 360, about Cincinnati, from Cincinnati. Cincy 360 is brought to you by Rides, the evolution of rideshare. It's cheaper, safer, and has no surge pricing ever. Download the Rides app today. That's W-R-I-D-Z, Rides. Welcome back. Hour number two, Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station, a service, as you just heard there, of our friends at Rides. Perhaps some folks going out to watch the game tonight Mm -hmm. or in Cleveland could use Mm -hmm. Rides to do so safely. I've been told. With no surge. I've been told that there's a contingent of folks gathering at the Holy Grail Mm. and no better way to get back home Mm. than with Rides. Mm. No surge pricing after the game's over either. There are a. I did uh, get a tweet, by the way, of, of people already tailgating. In wow! Cleveland. So throw a had, cornhole uh, around. You said you had some breaking news. Yeah, we've got some breaking news out of the SEC. A SEC football coach has been fired. Oh. No, it's not Brian Kelly, but it is a man named Brian oh. Brian Harson, the head coach uh, at Auburn, Auburn, no longer. And uh, what's interesting is that in the press release, Auburn did not even mention his name. Wow. It says, Auburn announces change in football leadership. Auburn University has decided to make a change in the leadership of the Auburn University football program. President Roberts made the decision after a thorough review and evaluation of all aspects of the football program. Mm. Auburn will begin an immediate search for a coach that will return the Auburn football program to a place where it is consistently competing at the highest levels and representing the winning tradition that is Auburn football. Going back to Gus. Now that's interesting. Gus Bus back. That's interesting. No. Um, Tony, do you have, and let me ask you this, Coach Fickle, do you have any interest in the Auburn job? No. No. You're happy in Cincinnati? I'm happy in Cincinnati. Do you plan on leaving Cincinnati? No. Okay. Never. Had to ask. And I say that with conviction. Okay. Thank you, Coach. Isn't it crazy as we get ready to talk about the, uh, the Monday night football game? And I know, I, I don't feel like it's just in Cincinnati, or maybe we, we could be blinded by this. Does it not feel like you know we're talking about World Series Game Three, the you know the biggest prize in baseball, is kind of taking a backseat mm-hmm. to what Week Eight of the National Football League? To everything, really. Like that's is that weird or is it has it been like that in years past? I, I feel like it's especially the case this year around, or this this year this time around. I, I feel like I don't remember it being that bad in the past. I'm with you. Because just, like just, there's there's a lot of hype around the NBA, which that always happens around the same time as the World Series. The NFL football is as popular as it's ever been. Um, but there's just so many different side stories to this, and the fact that you have Houston and Philadelphia, which are not the you know a huge market for either one of them in terms. I mean, Houston's probably a little bigger than Philadelphia, but yeah. well, it's, it's very strange. You mentioned the NBA. Shout out to uh, Darvin Ham. Who got his first win last night as a Lakers head coach? Congrats, Big Dar. And if you'd have seen the locker room after, you'd have thought that maybe they had just won that championship in the bubble again. Oh boy! Just a a raucous locker room, celebratory for the Lakers who beat the Denver Nuggets to move to one and five on the year. Milwaukee Bucks are five and zero. Oh. What about me, by the way? Big week for me. Oh, Bengals national television Monday Night Football tonight. Mm. Bulls oh. national television Tuesday night basketball tomorrow. Now what a time! Now you mentioned Tuesday, 
how will that work with the uh, the Mo Egger show at the Moorline Lager House? Because Mo and I will be at Twin Peaks in Westchester tomorrow uh-huh. for the Tony and Mo football show, which uh-huh. normally happens on Mondays. Right. But that's not happening today because the Bengals play Monday night football, meaning the show will be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe uh, after us today is sports talk, pregame sports talk. Yeah. Mo that e- follows us. Mo Egger will be leading pregame sports talk. And Mo Egger, the Mo Egger radio show. Uh, from the Moorline Logger House is being moved to Wednesday okay. this week. So if so. you're if you're looking for, for those plans, tomorrow Mo and I will be at Twin Peaks in Westchester mm-hmm. for the Tony and Mo football Back show. on the north side of the river. That because the Bengals are playing football tonight, and they are, while playing football, trying to exercise some Halloween demons as well. Mm. The Bengals, uh, was it 0-11, their last road primetime games? I think it's 0-12. 0-12. 12 Joe Burrow straight. has not beat the Cleveland Browns yet as a starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. And how about this, from just a national standpoint in football, Halloween underdogs, Austin. Mm-hmm. Underdogs in the past 10 years, 12-4-1 wow. on Halloween. It's not good. All Hallows Eve. Do you remember the last time the Bengals played on Halloween? I do not. They played on uh, Halloween night December, or uh, <laughs> Halloween wow. night in 2013. Mm-hmm. Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni that, Bernard. Giovanni Bernard had that long touchdown run against the Miami Dolphins. Oh. But it ended when Andy Dalton was sacked for a safety by, I believe, Cameron Wake. Okay. Cameron, I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Um, but the the game ended on a safety. Andy Dalton was sacked. Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard. Okay. What's Gio doing this year? Couldn't tell you. He banged up. Uh, tonight, I can tell you what we're going to be doing, probably watching the Bengals via the Browns. Let's start. Let's start with this. Via the Browns or versus the Browns? Versus. I'm going to do a quick shameless plug. Okay. I'm on tonight. Oh. Twelve thirty to two thirty. Oh. Twelve hours from right now, mm. I will be on the air mm. recapping Bengals Browns. Will you be in the same outfit? Uh, no, I okay. will not. I don't plan on it because Halloween will be over by then. But oh, so you know, this maybe is a, this is a costume thing. Yeah, maybe oh. you're uh, you're going up to. Uh, to Cleveland, and you need something to listen to on the way back. You'll be able to hear me, or you're just so twelve thirty to two, or you're just so excited and the blood's just pumping based mm-hmm. on the Bengals winning that you can't go to sleep. You need something to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. By the way, uh, Giovanni Bernard, Giovanni Bernard on injured reserve. Okay. Okay. okay back to you. Um, tonight. Let, let's talk about this. Not from an X's and O standpoint. Let's start with this. What's at stake in this game tonight? Meaning for the Bengals with a win. Um, it puts them into that final playoff spot as we're at the halfway spot of the NFL. Mm-hmm. For the Browns, it feels like do or die, right? And I heard a couple of people talking about this this weekend that have, have labeled this a must win for Cleveland. And I get why. You're 2-5. and five, And they're in a similar position as we talked about the Denver Broncos, right? Talked about the Denver Broncos this week and it said, well, they're going to make decisions for the trade deadline based on what happened Sunday, meaning are they going to retain Bradley Chubb? Are they going to move on from key players of that team? Or are they going to try to go for it still this year? I think Cleveland is in the exact same boat. At 2-5, and five, odds aren't in your favor, but when you look at how this team has played, and they've been in every game except one, mm-hmm. had a chance at the gun to win essentially every game but one, do you look at this tonight if you're Cleveland and say, if we can find a way to win and we're at three and five and then you start counting down the weeks until you get Deshaun Watson back, you all of a sudden feel like you can make a run this year. 
If you lose this game tonight, you're probably going to move on from Kareem Hunt. This season is over, and you start looking forward to next year. Is that how you're viewing this game tonight from a Brown standpoint? Yeah, probably so. And, and to, they're already talking about Kareem Hunt. I mean, it, it's uh, scrolling across on NFL Network just a minute ago that um, they are fielding calls. He's the subject of trade talks um, with the Cleveland Browns. So, yeah, this is, you know, you talked about last week being able to deliver that knockout punch to the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, they have, they know how much talent that they have on this roster. Sure. And they know the amount of money that they have invested in a guy like Deshaun Watson. So if he is anything like he was prior to, you know, his suspension and not playing with the Houston Texans, they know they have a chance, which is why, you know, it's a team that's going to be a little bit desperate. They're going to be at home. They're going to be on prime time. It's not going to be easy for the Bengals. That's that's my desperate is the word that comes to mind. This is mm-hmm. going to be a Cleveland desperate team yeah. tonight, and they are doing so. You know, a lot was made about Jamar Chase. They're going to do so tonight without Wyatt Teller, mm-hmm. Denzel Ward, David Njoku as of now. And I know the, the, the Bengals obviously are doing so without Jamar Chase. They also don't have Stanley Morgan, Josh Tupo not playing tonight. Um, this is going to be a big game for that defensive line. Yeah. But to, to Logan continue, Wilson back is huge. To continue back to what was, was talked about with the injuries – is not only do the are the Browns going to be without Denzel Ward, but Greg Newsom and Greedy Williams, two other cornerbacks, are questionable. Uh, so you don't know if you're going to have them either, which brings up a really interesting question of even with the Bengals not having Jamar Chase, how do the the, the Browns choose to defend them? Right, which I think is really interesting. But to to go back to what you were getting to there, the Bengals banged up on the defensive line, um, and obviously Nick Chubb among the best in the NFL if not the best mm-hmm. at this point. And uh, so for for Cleveland, you, you kind of know what's on the table. You know that, that they're desperate. You know their backs are against the wall, how they come out. And I do think from a matchup standpoint, we'll talk about personnel. I think Cleveland likes what they have defensively against this Bengals offense. I'll explain why in a few minutes, but shouldn't the Bengals view this? It's not not as desperate. But the Bengals would would face with a loss 0-3 in the AFC North. Mm -hmm. Should this be considered a must-win for the Cincinnati Bengals? Oh, yeah. And they kind of have made it seem that way. Joe Burrow talked about the three-game stretch. Yeah. Brian Callahan said, we can't go to Mm -hmm. 0-3. He he said that earlier this week. Like, you do not want to put yourself in that position with half the season – you know, still in front of you. And, and yes, two of those last three division games are at home, but still – being 0-3 in the division is a recipe for disaster. In this division and in this AFC. Mm-hmm. We've we've spent, again... I will say, though, when, when you think about the AFC as a whole, with some teams that are right there on the fringe making noise, the Bengals have wins over the New York Jets. Dolphins. And the Miami Dolphins. And Tennessee all of a sudden looks like a much more difficult game than maybe anticipated at the beginning of the year. Pittsburgh will have... Pittsburgh's not going to be easy. That's another They'll road have prime. They'll have T.J. Watt back. Yeah, road primetime game. Um, Kansas City, obviously, when you think about that, and, and also New England on Christmas Eve. Not mm-hmm. going to be uh, maybe as easy as we thought. That's a very up-and-down team. But uh, so far, they do have those those wins against AFC teams that's going to help them down the line. Yeah, still going to have to look at that that Chargers team. But it is. This is a from, from a seeding and a standpoint game, but you can't go – you cannot go 
0-3 in the AFC North. Mm-mm. And again, I, okay, you, you lose the game to, to Baltimore in Baltimore. I get it. But that Pittsburgh loss puts you in the position tonight where you can't go up there and go 0-3 in the division. Because if the Bengals win tonight, right, who really thinks that they're going to lose or Baltimore is going to lose to Pittsburgh and Cleveland right. the rest of the year? Right. It's not going to happen. So you have that in. And at the same time, you you have this this overwhelming feeling in the last couple of weeks that they figured it out. And the Bengals did get good news on Jamar Chase, right? They they're not putting Jamar Chase on IR, so hopefully that means he's back sooner than than later. But if you're the Bengals and you got all this positive momentum and how you talked about this team last week, that goes away if you don't find a way to win tonight. We'll talk about how they can find a way to win tonight. We'll talk about matchups what Cleveland may try to do to the Bengals, and more. But first, when we come back, our Monday edition of Talkbacks on Cincy 360 here on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of our good friends at Rides. Now your chance to win You know, every every time I hear him say drip, drip, it, it sounds like a hollow, like a Christmas medley, doesn't it? Drip, drip. A Christmas medley? It sounds like a, every Christmas song of my childhood, like the, okay. the, the old school ones. Sure. Anyway, Talkbacks, Monday edition. I haven't been in on a Monday for a while, so I've been mm-hmm. looking forward to these. Yeah. Hey, Tony. Oh, How's great start. You little rascal, you. <laughs> hey, Tony. Remember I told you I bought you that drink uh, last week? Yes. I just want to let you know I'm coming to collect on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the bus right now. I've got about 45 minutes till I'm crossing the Ohio River in the mm. Kentucky, Tony. Mm. I got two more transfers after that, and I'll be at Twin Peaks to see you. We're not there drink. today. Bye now. That'd be a real shame if you got Man, there. Papa, we're not there today. The, the state, Bengals play today, so we're there tomorrow. I bet if you ask nicely, Papa, they'll just let you sleep in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello, this is Talkback President Ronald Reagan. And, well, Cleveland is the city that exports Super Bowl champions. Bill Belichick has won six of them since being fired. The Cleveland Rams left the city and won two. The Ravens, formerly the real Browns, they've won two since leaving. Let's hope the next team that wins the Super Bowl is the one Paul Brown created here in Cincinnati after being run out of Cleveland. Mm. You know, my biggest question this week. That's a nugget right there. My biggest question this week. Yeah. Outside of what the Bengals do, outside of how the Bearcats respond, can anyone take the top spot from President Reagan? I highly doubt it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, Cincy 360? Kevin in Nordic, Kentucky. Hey, Kev. Happy Halloween to you. Tonight, NFL prime time. Monday night football. 
Bengals, Browns in the land. If it's Brown, flush it down. <laughs> My prediction, Bengals 24, Brownies 14. And to everyone who doesn't want to have fun tonight, I got one question for you. Why so serious? Oh, <laughs> wow. Shout out, Kevin. Well done. Bringing fire early. Hey, this is Fedge from West Virginia. Shout out to <laughs> Talkback President Reagan for offering me a pardon to get back on the phones. Mm. And loud Talkback guy, if you could plant some seeds and mend some fences, uh, maybe I can crawl my way back on the phones. Mm. Austin, I'm definitely working on not saying definitely so much to try to get back on the phones as well. 3017 Bengals tonight. Let's roll. Mm. Now, Jeff from Virginia, I'm going to talk about Foley later in the show, but Jeff came to the Foley warehouse Saturday. Yeah. He saw what happened, and he told me, he said, quote, he looked right in my eyes. He said, I'm going to get in that top 10. Mm. He said, they, you know, they're going to keep me out of the phone lines, okay. and I'm going to come and take someone's spot on the talkbacks. So, you know, and I welcome like, that. Sounds like a man possessed. He's off to a great start. Happy Halloween, Jeff. Hey, everybody. This is Ohio's favorite quarterback, Bernie Kosar. And there's one thing I love more than drinking, gambling, and throwing my money down the drain. It's hugging and playing catch with Tim Ryan. When you're looking for someone on how to make a decision, look to me. We've got too much extremism going on, and when times get tough, do what I do. Give the ball to the other team and fold. Wow. This message brought to you by Democrats America. Vote. Get out and vote. Oh, that's funny. Such a good start to the week. I will say, and not to get political, but the back and forth of like the Tim Ryan commercial and the JD Vance with the the footballs is hilarious. I think that's hilarious. Let me get this straight. A guy can score a touchdown. He can have the whole team come over and do the Macarita in the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if he takes off his helmet. Yep. He's guilty of excessive celebration. Correct. What do we do in NFL? Nobody recognizes these guys. We want them to take off their helmets so we can see what they look like. That's part of your problem. Mm. Who Larry. Oh, is is that true? We don't recognize NFL players. I recognize them. I just I I think that was a terrible penalty though. It was. Read the game, read the room. Tony not shaving just shows he's not committed to the costume. Maybe he's not committed to the Bearcats either. I don't Here know. Here we go. All right, so let's let's do this. Here we go. Let's do this, Coach. If the Bearcats do not make a New Year's Six Bowl, okay, you have to shave your face. I'll go clean shave. You'll go clean shave if the Bearcats oh. do not make a New Year's Six. Listen. I'll I'll video the appointment. I'll call my guy. No, we're going to do it on the air. No, 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 by the way, how I'm? What if I, you won't even see the beard if I just carry around paper like this That's all day? That's true. Because this is what head coaches do. That's true. It looks like maybe you're you're talking, you're calling in a play. Yeah, or you something. can't see anything. Mm-hmm. All right. So there it is. You have it right there, Tony yeah. Pike. If the cats are not in a New Year's Six bowl, will go clean shaven. How long does it take you to get you back? Not long, right? You're a hairy fella. Sure. Um, but uh, I will say, you know, we're coming up on No Shave November. Mm-hmm. 
So that might have uh, something to play in it as well. I was told there's a Movember going on, which mm. is just mustache. Okay. Your thoughts? Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it, but whatever. I mean, you've tried it before. I know. It didn't great. look good. You want to you participate? No. Okay. I'm going to probably let this grow through the month. Okay. Happy Halloween. Saw a few warblers flying over Paycor no. Stadium. Uh-oh. That's a sign. Even though it's not Wednesday, it's a bangle day, so mm. it's always dump day. Yep. You got her. Speaking of it with it being Halloween, are you guys a candy corn fan? <laughs> My opinion, if you eat candy corn, you're a serial killer. No. Oh. Ain't no chance. No, no chance in this world I'm eating candy corn. And I don't trust a soul that does. <laughs> I like candy corn. I don't I don't eat it very often. But I'll I mean I'll grab a handful every year. Hi, Tony and Austin. It's Tom from Cold Spring. Hey, Tom. Just want to say I'm worried about the game tonight for our guys in stripes. Uh-oh. But I think if we sign Trenton Irvin off the practice squad to fill in tonight, put him in the slot and move Tyler outside, I'd feel a lot better about our chances. I thought Trenton Irwin should have made the main roster on the final cut day, so I'm happy to see him get a chance. Go Bengals. Who day? Cut it. You're good. I that think, was your 30. I think we're going to see – I think tonight might be the Chris Evans game. Okay. Write that down. Got it. Chris Evans. Done. Tony, Austin, Ken from the Lex here. What's up, Ken? I had my AirPods in, tuned in to iHeartRadio when the show started, and when the Monday Night Football theme was playing, it sounded awesome mm. during my AirPods. It really got me pumped up for tonight. Ken's anyway, energy Tony, today. Thanks for putting me in your top 20. First mm. time. I appreciate it. Who day? Go Big Blue. Mm. All right. How about that? Shout out Ken from the Lex. I'm, I'm, I think he's he's stating he's he's not so much man, anger man on the porch, but now he's yeah. got AirPods. I'm loving the mental image yes. of Ken with AirPods in. Yep. Just kind of scooting around Lexington. Mm. That's mm. my guy. Hey, fellas. Happy Monday. Hey, Tony, I know you don't like mayo on your burgers. Nope. But do you like mayo on your bowl games? Looks like the Bearcats are headed straight to the mayonnaise bowl this year. Oh, just curious. You know, luck, guys. You know, mayo makes a great shaving cream, which I'll have to use mm-hmm. if the Bengals don't. Now, if they go, now, to what the, if they do go to if New they Year's go six? to the Duke's Mayo Bowl, you have to shave it with mayonnaise. Agree? Okay, so what happens? No, no, sure, yeah, no. <laughs> what happens if they go to the New Year's Six? What do I get out of this? Well, you're, you're gonna. The, the listeners are all going to send me. Okay, deal. They're going to what? Send me to the game. Oh, well, they can't do that. That's illegal. You can. I can't. No, I can't. I can't afford that. Coach, <laughs> you're on, six coach. and you're, what are you, six and two? Something like that. Five and two? Come on. Yeah, I didn't get a signing bonus like all right. the other guy did. It's Brother Miracle. Oh, brother. Leaving this talk back to pray with you and counsel with you <laughs> and humbly request that you not drug test your talkbackers. Because <laughs> I know I'm a sinner. I backslid more than once. And to this other reverend, besmirching my personal reputation, <laughs> my, Reverend my Leslie Chattahoochee, and mentor, Reverend Deuteronomy, told me it's not a sin <laughs> to seek that green salad of salvation. Come on, who day? Bingo's by forty. Okay, Thank you, brother right. America. Can you? Uh, <laughs> never mind. TP Otter. What up, Craig? Craig up? from the U. What's up, Craig? What's up, fellas? Summary of the football games on Saturday. You see. Cheeks. Wow. Oh, man. UK. Double cheeks. Double cheeks. <laughs> Let's get that dub tonight. Mm. Finish it for me, Audie. If it's brown, flush it down. Who day? Yeah, her. 
Adi, Tone, what's good? Talk back, Mike here. Hope you fellas had a great weekend. Well, Adi probably had a better weekend. Oh, Mike, get your energy up. Had a great antidote for a Bearcats <laughs> loss. It's a Bengals win. And it's so great that the Bengals play on Halloween because they got a chance to get rid of some demons and ghouls mm. that have been haunting them. 0-12 in the last 12 road primetime games. And Burrow being 0-3 versus the Browns. It'd be a great time to slay those demons tonight. Man. Also, who won the fantasy football matchup? And, of course, Ooh. everybody. Happy Halloween. I'm glad you asked, Mike. It's not done. We still have a couple players in play tonight. Correct. But as it currently stands, Tony and I, uh, a.k.a. Olave Oil against Strawberry Ice Pike, <laughs> I lead 116 to 79 and a half. Yeah. Tonight. Tell them who I got. I have Tyler Boyd. Tell him. He's all I've got. Tell him. Tony has T. Higgins and Amari Cooper. Woo-hoo-hoo. I am projected. We ain't dead yet. I am projected 126. Tony is projected 109. Hmm. I believe the last check on the app, I had a 90% chance to win. We do not. So it's we, far from over. No, we're not out of it. It's far from over. Three tutters from each. Hey, guys, this is Frank the Tank from NKY. What's up, Frank? Tony, at least your Bearcats game was competitive. Can't say too much about my Wildcats game. Oh, my God. What the bleep bleep was that? <laughs> Anyway, go Bengals tonight. Beat them Browns. Who they? Facts. Yes, sir. Howdy, boys. This is Coach Ralph Fontaine. Bengals going to miss Jamar Chase tonight. Had a kid like Chase on my team once. He was bigger than you. He was stronger than you. He was faster than you. You know something, Tony? You know something? That kid will beat you. You give me four Jamar Chases, three Austin Elmores, and a kid that don't chase butterflies in the end zone, (laughs) I'll win you a damn semi-state. Yes, sir. That's pretty good. Head Coach Ralph Fontaine. Yeah. Fontaine. Frankenstein. Oh. No, nah, I'm just kidding. It's Coach O. <laughs> hey, sorry about your Bearcats, Tony. Jamar Chase. Oh, another bad one. Well, we got our guard, Joe Burrow. Mm. Going to light up the Cleveland Browns tonight mm. and flush it down. Go, Bingo Tigers. All yeah. right. Go, Tigers. Go, Tigers. Carl Malign at the loan, shooting two. Oh. Happy Halloween, Dawn. Little gerbil. Little sprinkle, sprinkle to the King's Knights. Big win over the Sydney Bumblebees. Oh, yeah. And a heavy drip, drip. Bengals, Monday night football. Go Bearcats. That was fake Rocky there? I don't know what that was. Shout out. Sound like some sort of a vat of something bubbling. No, that's the Monster Mash, man. Whatever, dude. Hey, guys. Quick comment about... Uh, Bryant Prater here. Okay. Um, I'm not sure which game it was. Bryant got hurt. They put Prater in for a couple plays, and, man, that offense looked live. Okay, Bryant got better. He came back in, everything, and Prater hasn't been touched since. So, I don't know. It. I think Fickle wants to run old-fashioned. Okay. Take that. I just think there's a little more to it than than what this uh, competition may have been. Hey, Tony. Do you think DJ Reader will be back in time for the Tennessee Titan game? Because the way Derrick Henry's running, we really need him back to help our run defense. I do think he's back by that. I think I think he's back after the bye. Easy E from the U here. What up, Easy E? I had something come across my desk yesterday. The Bengals barber bought a car from my uncle 
and he stated that Jamar Chase's injury is worse than what's being put out there. Oh, no. Similar to Bo Jackson's injury, he could be out for the year. Oh. I hope this is not true. It's nothing like Bo Jackson's injury, or else they would have put him on IR. And we've reached peak yep. sports talk radio now that Bengals my, nep- my uncle bought a car from the barber of that guy. Shut up. What's up, Mavs? What's up, Mavs? Got a feeling uh, Joey Burr is going to be looking like Luka Doncic tonight. Oh. Just dropping absolute dimes all over the field. Bengals, 31. Browns, 14. And kind of a statement AFC North win tonight. Mm. Let's go, boys. Shout out. Who day? Shout out basketball season back, so maybe we can hear from Mavs from seven until his campaign partner really needs him the most. I don't understand, you know, why I haven't heard from my guy balling ain't easy in a while. Mm. Hey, Tony Austin, happy Halloween to you guys. Thank you. Just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Jeff from Virginia, That's coaching coach. a bet like a man, not calling in, leaving talkbacks. In the spirit of Halloween, I think I'm gonna let Jeff from Virginia call in once a week. Ooh. Wow. Um, Mike from L.A., I'm coming for you next. <laughs> just being a man of the people. Man. Have a good one. I just got this tweet, Austin. How about if UC makes a New Year's Six game, you have to dress up for a day in a gerbil costume? No, I do not agree to that. So if Jamar Chase was ever going to get hurt, this, this wasn't necessarily a bad time for that. Correct. Tyler Boyd has been emerging or re-emerging like a as a lion. legit number one threat. This guy, I mean, he's got skills. Yeah. I know everybody remembers the drop in the Super Bowl, but before I that, I think that. that was what his first drop, his only drop last year. Or something I don't crazy. remember. It. Very dependable guy. Lean on him. T will get doubled. Lean on Boyd. No, you don't I remember it was relatively no, no, big no, no, play. No, no, no. Time out. <laughs> I say you double Boyd tonight and don't let him have one catch if you're the Browns and let Higgins go for about fifteen. <laughs> um, by the way, I mean that is one take, awesome. But of course, we have. Um, the Bengals barber's cousin twice removed That's who true. has seen Jamar yeah. Chase on the TV mutual friends and has on talked through his cousin's stepsister. Right, they heard him on a party chat. On that this is, a, this is a bad injury. Mm-hmm. Which Coming I do out. want to believe. I mean, you, you, you believe what you want. It's like I said last week, you know, tongue in cheek, that Jamar Chase was dying. Yeah. Some people would have you to believe that. Yes. Based on something they heard through the grapevine. Yes. Hello, Tony. Hello, Austin. I was wondering if I could do an online interview to be your voiceover guy. So here it goes. Yeah. Welcome to the Westwood One radio <laughs> show with Tony and Austin. It's big. It's not bad. It's not great. Thank you. It's not bad. Hey, Tony. Hey. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hey, Tony, how do you know? <laughs> I know it's going to be such a long walk, Tony, from the bus stop to Twin Peaks. I'm about halfway there, Tony. Make sure you get that beer nice and cold for me now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's, it's you know, relatively quiet outside. You know, my name is, is gold at Twin Peaks. So, you know, just get there. Say that you're here for the show for tomorrow, and I'm sure they'll take care of you. The only place you can get more with Tony's name at is uh, B-dubs. Augies. Will Joey oh. be, be throwing a TD to T or two TV down by three on your TV screen? Yeah. I need to know for the fantasy on the night that is happening like the Bengals are tackling. Yeah. Jamar Chase needs a hit by C. Are we trading for somebody? <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully done. Harmonic. And you know who that is? Who? Our guy Richard. Really? Richard coming through with Man. the musical talent. Richard. Let's go, Richard. Rocketing. He just gets it. Richard just gets it. Tony, Tom Toverville here. Listen, we were going around your pal Gino Gadoli found one of my old playbooks from back <laughs> when I was a coach there. Listen, if you can find it for me next time you speak to him, that would be great mm. so I can get it back in the hands of Zach Taylor. Mm. Thank you. We got Whoa. more rumors going around. Goodness gracious. It's a, it's, a, it's a collateral right there. You know what Cleveland spelled backwards is? What's oh. that? Dump. <laughs> oh. That was a good one. That sounded like loud talkback guy getting ready to breathe in, though. It was him. <laughs> yeah, I got a oh, real bad feeling about oh, the no. Astros and the Bengals tonight. Oh, no. So I'd say definitely bet on the Phillies. Oh. But, uh, I'm encouraged that Ward and <laughs> the tight ends hurt. That's going to be beneficial for us. Hope Cam Taylor Britt plays real good. Mm. I'll talk about guy. Not even going to try to go through the David and Joku name. No, just that tight end. Hey, fellas, it's Coach Shea from Ross. Since uh, all these all over the Zach Trailer uh, bandwagon, I like to place a bet that if tonight is a well coached game by Zach Taylor and we get the win, that I'll buy you and Tony <gasps> Skyline. Oh, any day next week. Oh, deal. Otherwise, I like you to purchase Skyline from me and my crew. Be careful. Which is just Tony. me. Tony, you can't just be so, saying deal. Audie, he said, let me know. He says, you said you got to purchase Skyline for me and my crew, which is just me. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be careful, Tony. We can't accept things. You know, we, You're not taking a bet? Well, I mean, there's a thing called payola. Mm. We have to. Wow. I just took my code of conduct training oh. last week. I know, I, I know you don't I'm, do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm different around here. <laughs> I'm built different. There he is. I just that. Why is everybody acting like the Bengals don't know the severity of Chase's injury? Exactly. Does everybody think that they don't know? Mm. I think the fans deserve to know. Facts. If it is bad, tell us. If it's not, tell us that too. They know by now, and we deserve to know. No, we don't. We and to say it's not a Bo Jackson injury, you don't know that either, oh. and you don't know how. Much it is or isn't. Why do we deserve? So yeah, we should everybody calm. Why do we deserve to know? Why do we deserve to know? I mean, I if have you, them on my fantasy. If team. you are a Bengals fan and you want the best for your football team, mm. 
You want to keep it hush-hush. Exactly. So put your ego aside. You don't deserve to know anything. I think if you're going to see the severity of it on if they do anything before tomorrow's deadline or not. Yeah, I think them not putting him on IR says a lot. Just my my the way I see it. Um, so we're out of talkbacks, but I do want to play this. Will Joey B be throwing a TD to 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 TP down by three on your TV screen? I need to know for the fantasy on the night that is happening. Yeah. Like the Bengals are tackling. Yeah. My chase needs a hit by C. Yeah. But I need a Bengals victory. Are we trading for somebody? Oh, we Richard, don't know. Richard, please send us the full version. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. Uh, yeah. Get that done, cause that Rich, I'm gonna be honest. That's beautiful. That's fire, man. That was beautiful, brother. That's, that's your best work, and that you was... once were willing to give your life for Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's and that true. Is your best work. People forget today that, uh, that he really, really did. Uh... I asked myself, would you give your life for Joe Burrow? Because he gave his life for you. You know, I also got to say, Richard. You know, for those that have been around from the beginning, since I've been on this show at least, Richard called his shot going into the draft mm -hmm. last year Evan about the Bengals drafting a kicker. Yep. And he was vindicated all season long. Put some long. respect on his name. Yeah. I've been refreshing the page. We were all out of talkbacks. All right. Let's get to a break. Cincy 360. Plenty more on the Browns and Great the job. Bengals when we come back. Your phone calls 513-749-1530 and a visit from Mo Egger at the end of Whoa, the show today. The all man. still ahead as a service of our friends at Rides. On ESPN Cincy is helping to raise money for three on ESPN 1530, the official home of the Bengals. We'll just kind of let this ride out here for a second. Tonight in Cleveland on Monday Night Football. The Cincinnati Bengals on the prowl in northeastern Ohio take on the Cleveland Browns, really, and desperate for victory to defend the dog pound. Mm. Coverage begins at 3 on ESPN 1530. You know, I love all of that, except the whole thing of coverage begins at 3. Why can't we be jump, like jumbled into this coverage? That's a good point. That's a question for sales. But we are the beginning of 14 and a half consecutive hours of coverage. And we are the home of the Bengals. You're damn right we are. Unbelievable. The more, official home of the Bengals. more disrespect thrown around. Listen, we're trying we're, to get respect on we're our fine. name. We're fine. You know, it is technically pre-game coverage yeah. because yeah. we're on before the game. Correct. You know, and then we'll have some post-game coverage. And you don't have to go somewhere else to listen to the game. Now, it was pretty cool of you during the commercial break. You came in here and you said, hey, if you want, I'll call in to the show around 1.30 tonight to maybe break down the game. That was very nice of you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So maybe tell <laughs> You said what? Oh, was that fickle or not? That I mean, I do have, I have stuff to do after the game as well. Like what? Well, are you familiar with uh, Spectrum Cable? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I do a post game show for a Spectrum. Look at this. Do you really? Um, yes. Every uh, immediately following every game, Tim wow. Bray and myself Tim do Bray. a live post game show. Uh, now picture this: the uh, the studios are right there in uh, in Blue Ash. Uh huh. So at the uh, you where know was, usually where was Brad and the B eight? Yeah. 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 So uh, at the conclusion of the game, with a few minutes left in the game, I drive there tonight. It's going to be probably twelve thirty at at night. Sure. Uh, drive there, and what we do. We uh, 
Are you good? Don't look at me like that. You do that. Are you once Brian? A week. You do that once a week. What we do is uh, we we break down what we saw from the game, and yeah. then as it's happening live. We sent it to the Zach Taylor and the Joe Burrow presser. Well, that's all cool and, and we everything, wrap it up. but you know what? We do the same thing right, right. here on ESPN 1530. Wayne Box, Miller, Taron Bland, running the my controls, face. Dan Horde, Dave Lapham down wanna, in the locker room. If you want to see my face, we're not interested in turn that. Turn on Spectrum, mute it, mute and then it. listen to 1530. That's a good point. I like that. So there that. you go. Like um, we, uh, we're, we've been getting more and more into the, the Bengals news for tonight. It is worth noting real quick, uh, the news we learned this weekend is that Jamar Chase is not going on the IR. Mm-hmm. I don't know how there's any any way but positive to spin that for the Bengals, right? Yeah. I mean, is there is there something I'm missing other than Jamar Chase's Bengals barber's second cousin's twice removed sister who just got married right. and in the wedding got a message from Jamar Chase mm-hmm. from her brother's cousin yeah. about that the injury is almost like Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. Other than that, and and that point of contact, there, there's. At this point, no reason to be worried about Jamar Chase, right? If, Other than the fact he's going to miss a couple games. If the injury was like Bo Jackson's, Jamar Chase never would have played the second half of the Atlanta game. He would have had surgery already. He would have been in surgery. He surely would be on about, the IR. They would have been worried about saving his leg. Like You know how stupid you sound when you say something like he that? He would be on the that IR. Means, that means you don't know what Bo Jackson's injury was. Bo knows. Bo knows. You don't. Bo knows baseball. Bo knows football. And it was a tragic injury. It was. It was terrible. But the fact that he's not on IR and played a whole game through this injury Correct. should tell you enough about it. That dude with a bum hip jumped into the stands. The Bengals aren't stupid. You don't do that. They're looking at the same thing that everyone else did. It's about to fall off. Hey, it's Cleveland, it's Carolina, it's Pittsburgh, and it's Tennessee. Mm-hmm. If there's a time to make sure this doesn't linger, it would be now. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure he's good. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. Nothing else needs to be said or done or seen to this. Just accept it. Mm. He's going to be good. Let's get to a break. When we come back, a quick touch and go. Oh, yeah. Why not? Touch and go when we come back. And what I'm going to do, mm. if you are a relative of Sag Dennison, Uh-oh. if you know Sag, if you if you want to shoot him a message and say, don't listen yeah. at the end uh, when, when they get back from break on Cincy 360 because it's not going to be polite. Seg has powerful friends. My apologies. Cincy 360, a service of rides on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. The 360 continues on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Welcome back. Spooky season now. Mm-hmm. Cincy 360, a service of our friends at rides on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Although you know what? Tonight brings, Austin. What's that, Tone? It brings the end in the Pike House to the fall season. Oh, no. Because as soon as those trick-or-treaters stop tonight, the Christmas decor will be coming out. Oh, boy. Christmas decorations at the start of Can November just let the go Bengals up in the game Pike in house. first? They go up in the Pike House. Okay. Um, by the way, speaking of Bengals games, we usually have a watch party at the Fulling Warehouse. Mm-hmm. For away games. That's not happening tonight. Right. Because as we said last week, it happened on Saturday for the Bearcats game. Mm-hmm. Great turnout. Awesome to see so many folks there. Yeah. A couple things happened. Do you want me to tell you what happened? Because this is kind of juicy. Yeah. I can tell you now, or I can wait till we come back. I think you should wait till we come back. Hear about all the happenings at the Foley Warehouse from this past Saturday when we return on this edition of Cincy 360, the Halloween edition, on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. 
ESPN 1530 Cincinnati. 50,000-watt orange and black home of the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. This is Cincy Shirts, Cincy 360, about Cincinnati, from Cincinnati. Sponsored in part by Cincy Shirts. Cincy Shirts, all Cincy, all day. This is ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Here we go, our number three. Not quick, huh? This is our number three already? Time flies when you're having fun, Big Tom. The town. final hour of Cincy 360 before uh, it, it goes to uh, pregame sports talk. Even yeah. though this is kind of pregame sports talk. I was looking for Mo during the break. I couldn't find him. Find him? No no idea where he's at. I uh, I do have to say this. So, Saturday at the Foling Warehouse, mm-hmm. albeit the, the Bearcats lost. Great turnout. I lost one game. Oh, here we But go. I lost a game um, to a man wearing a UC football jersey. Mm-hmm. So, I have, I have no problem losing that. Now, the problem, Austin came with the others that I played. And not everyone that I played, but there were some some happenings. Felt like someone was hiding something. Hiding something. In one of these games. So do you want the SAG news first, or do you want the other news? Give me the other news first. So in my second go-around, mm-hmm. I am playing a gentleman with an Ohio State Buckeye shirt on. Good, good. This gentleman, and if I'm being honest, this gentleman probably had um, – one too many drinks okay during the day sure i mean that buckeye game probably drove him to drink he he steps up and he comes up short mm-hmm. he loses and, and you know there's there's no harm in trying yeah and losing so there's there has to be a winner and a loser in you just lose and the the good part about saturday is we've done a really good job of getting some cool prizes there was a a, a pike to bins bobblehead oh never there seen was some signed mini helmets mm-hmm there were some foaling um, gifts also that you could get. And so my my second to last game, I played this gentleman in the Ohio State shirt. Mm-hmm. And he loses. And I'm starting my next game, which is against the, the gentleman that ends up beating me. And I'm not using this as an excuse. Okay, it sounds like it, but okay. But out of the corner of my eye, Austin, as I'm throwing, I see the gentleman in the Ohio State garb up at the prize desk. Mm-hmm. You don't get a prize when you lose. That's correct. You get a T-shirt. Saying you 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 fold. You fold against me. You don't get a prize. You fold and you failed. And as I'm throwing, I catch this gentleman take three shirts. Oh no. Drape them over the, the mini helmets. Yeah. And take the mini helmets. No, he didn't. Yes. <laughs> so I you know, I, I had my brother was there. He was yeah. on the scene. He said, Should I stop him? I said, Well, yeah. let's just wait a second. So I, I I'm I, our guy Joe Frank, who's been in before I said, Joe, that guy, just he, he just took the helmets. And uh, Joe goes up. The guy's hiding them at his table. Mm-hmm. And Joe says, I need those back. And the gentleman says, but I almost beat him. <laughs> I should get these. I almost won. He took multiple mini helmets? Took two of them. Oh, my gosh. Both were recovered. Okay, good. But it just happened to be that game that I was playing while that happened is the one I lose. Okay. So I'm not going to make excuses. It sounds like it. But it did. It stirred something up inside of me. Mm-hmm. And Seg Dennison, poor Seg, who poor came Seg. to just hang out, watch the Bearcats, mm-hmm. talk to some folks, took some pictures. Seg's name gets drawn. Because if you come to these watch parties and your name gets drawn, you play me. Mm-hmm. Seg's name gets drawn. Yeah, Bill Dennison. 
SAG stops up. And might I remind you, this is the same SAG that partnered up with a, uh, what, 85, 90-year-old man mm-hmm. in pickleball and beat Rocky yeah. and Willie Cunningham? Yeah. This the same SAG that has upset people across the globe. Sure. SAG steps up to the folding boards. SAG gets first throw. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. About a 13 hopper. Wasn't great. <laughs> Thing bounced about 13 times getting over to me. Oh, no. So I say, look, I'm going to... What's the distance between the pins? 18 yards. 18 yards? Yeah. And he had a 13 hopper. It wasn't great. Oh, good. Did he roll it up there? It was a, It was essentially a roll. Goodness. So I said, time to do SAG a favor. Uh-huh. And I threw my first bonk of the year. Yeah. <laughs> this is videoed. Yeah. There is, there's Twitter evidence. It's on ESPN 1530. It's on, our, it's on our, our Twitter account. It's on my personal Twitter account. First throw and falling. If you hit the red pin and the red pin only, game on. Mm-hmm. Thanks to our guy, Joe Frank. He got a video of it. SAG was able to step onto the court. For a good two minutes. Yeah. Well, thank God he didn't have to throw a second pin. He got a, a shirt ball. out of it. He got a shirt, though. Well, that in, in that case, he's happy. Yes. That's all he cares about. Uh, but an awesome day at the uh, the Foling Warehouse, um, which normally we would do tonight, but Halloween night, a Halloween. late game. It'd be tough to, you got the children. Tough to get, get everyone out of there. So mm-hmm. uh, we were able to do that. And uh, now we can spend the rest of the show talking about the uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats. Bengals. 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 And um, in doing so, we just spent a few minutes talking about what this team does at receiver. Do they bring someone up internally? Do they go to the practice squad? Do they sign someone? They worked some guys out this weekend. Do they make a trade? We don't know what the Bengals are going to do. We don't know the severity of the Jamar Chase, but he didn't go on IR. So let's take a phone call, and maybe our guy, Mr. Ace, can tell us about this fourth receiver. Ace, what's going on? What's up, fellas? How you doing? Man, all I can say is I think I said it before we got to the injury update late last week. What will we do if we take away the production of these top three receivers? Yes. Unfortunately, um, we can't call up Leon Uwe from the Arena Football League or Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters from the Canadian Football League right. or um, – Go deep, bro, off of um, a made-up video game characters mm. list. I mm. mean, I think all of them with 99 ratings would do a very good job. But sure. Since we're having to deal with real characters, I mean, I don't think Austin's going to go out there on the field and be catching. He deep could. Passes. He could, but this job prohibits that. Oh my. I think you should send him like maybe a deep pass, like um, send him on a go route. See what he can gonna, do. Um, yeah, see so what then, he can do, man. I so, mean. so if it's not any of those guys, Ace, then what do the Bengals do about this receiver slot? I think, to be honest, I think they're kind of in a big pickle. Um, Odell Beckham's out. Um, that's the splash name that a lot of people, I think, will go sure. to. Um, some of the guys the Bengals have brought in, they do have some affinity towards, but I think they're kind of – in a position right now where it's like they possibly should have got somebody 
other than their um, cast of characters that they've had at receiver. Um, mm-hmm. I really, I, I kid you not, and it was funny, I read some report, they were talking about John Ross, they talked Ooh. about Auden Tate. Auden Tate, no, John Ross, no, but I, the funny thing I do find about John Ross was he did have that splash game against Seattle, Yes, only because he was playing in his hometown. If you look at his production the rest of that year, it's not his hometown. Um, he really didn't he do had, much of anything. He had seven touchdown catches. Yeah. And 21 catches. catches. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's not I great. Mean, I remember that. That's not, that's definitely not great. But I mean, it's like if, if he had anything in the tank, the Bengals would have kept him. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, but, but I definitely would say the, the type of receiver we're looking for, we need somebody with speed potentially two people with speed. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's something that the rest of the guys that we have on the practice squad or who are not in the top three receivers possess where it's like separation speed or where you got to respect them or you got to put some type of bump and run coverage or at least seriously game plan for them. I mean, I hate to say it, the rest of the guys we got on our roster are generic guys that were off a of Tecmo Super Bowl that had like a 50% or less chance of catching the ball. Sure. Um, who we get, I think that the Bengals are going to have to dig deep. I mean, they might even need to look at some of those guys that played in the, um, um, what was that spring football league that we had going on this year? Not the XFL, but well, the, the AFL. One. I mean, there's there's all kinds of yeah. things going on. But I, the problem is, is that is that the time is running out. Ace, I got to get to a break here in a second. I appreciate your calling in. But no, we, you know, this this to me becomes interesting to the fact that they don't have the time that some of these other teams had you played yesterday you can evaluate things today you move on that the deadlines tomorrow i i just don't know that there's that type of player it's not going to be a big trade because a trade is going to have someone coming over and he's there's going to be there's going to be someone that comes in a trade that's going to expect to do more than what they're going to be required to do. And you already have – you need a very specific guy. You need a speed guy to go over the top. I think tonight's important just to see if they have that on the roster. Can they find a way to incorporate that on the roster tonight or do they need to get help to do so? I think how the offense looks tonight will go a long way with what they do. But let's be honest – how many NFL teams would line up for Joe Mixon, Hayden Hurst, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd? It's pretty good. I mean, with Jamar Chase, that's the best skill group I, I contest in the NFL. That's still a pretty good four that you're going to have to work with with, oh, by the way, Joe Burrow still on this roster. What are we doing? Are we taking a break or taking a call here? We're going to take another call. All right. Big part, of, uh, big part about this game is obviously what the Bengals can do with Nick Chubb. Let's, uh, let's go to Drew, who's calling in. Drew, what's up? Yeah, I, everyone's talking offense. I'm not worried about our offense. I'm worried about our defense and, and Nick Chubb. I've seen some highlights and some plays from Nick Chubb this year that have scared me. I mean, I think – I know this is a hot take, but I think Chubb is probably the, one of the top two running backs in the league right now. Easily. And I I know we the, the Falcons didn't run on us. We did a good job. But this O-line and Nick Chubb, I feel like this is one of those games where you just you – you know how it's going to go from the first quarter. If you see Nick Chubb running the ball easily – in the first quarter, we're going to be in a dogfight. Mm-hmm. I think I think my biggest so, concern about this team tonight 
is that every team the Browns have lined up against this season all know the same thing. Every NFL team that has played the Browns knows what? They want to run the ball. And every NFL team that has tried has not been able to stop the Browns from running the ball. Saquon Barkley and Derrick Henry both played yesterday. Um, Nick Chubb needs 39 yards to become the NFL's top rusher tonight. He will get that. Leaving tonight, he'll be the top rusher in football, and that is with every single team knowing that they want to run the ball. Jacoby Brissett has had unfortunate turnovers, but Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, when teams know they're going to run, are still running effectively. That is a concern for tonight. Who in, and then I know you got to go, but who in, who in the box has to have the biggest game today to stop Nick Chubb? Uh, I think the two in the middle, whatever combination that comes up with, because Sam Hubbard does a great job setting the edge. Uh, Trey Hendrickson does a great job on the edge, but but Cleveland wants to get in between the tackles for a large part of what they do, and with no DJ Reader, that middle group, and I think that gets a boost with Logan Wilson right behind, but those middle interior linemen, I think, are the biggest key tonight to trying to stop and slow down Nick Chubb. And for the Browns, think of this way, you don't want, you know what the Bengals' offense is. You want to limit their possessions. How do you do that? You work some clock, you run the ball, and you shorten the game. That's what the Browns are going to try to do tonight, and that is the test. And I agree with you, Drew. I, that, that's the test that I think this Bengals' defense is going to have. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Ben. Yes, sir. What concerns you more tonight, Austin? Bengals' uh, defense versus Chubb or the Bengals' offense without Jamar Chase? Uh, the Bengals' offense – uh, no, it's the Bengals' defense against Chase, and and I say that because I think you said the Bengals' defense against Chase. That is not a question. Uh, there's a lot going on back here. It is the Bengals' defense against Nick Chubb mm. that concerns me the most. I think back to that game against the New Orleans Saints, in which they ran the ball extremely easily. Now Logan Wilson wasn't playing in that game, um, but the the way things are looking, and it, they certainly stepped up against Atlanta. Jay Tufele played really really well. Um, it's going to be a lot on B.J. Hill, on Sam Hubbard, on uh, the, the interior of this Bengals defensive line, Zach Carter, and Luana Rumo to be able to create the run fits to stop Nick Chubb because they did not do that when they played uh, early in the season last year, uh, not really counting that final game of the year when the Bengals were already in the playoffs. But you know, they, they didn't do enough to stop Nick Chubb. He ran all over him. That is going to be the key because if you're – Eating up clock, you're limiting the possessions, you're picking up first downs on the ground, you're running the ball um, for five or six yards a pop on first down. It's going to be a long, long night for the Bengals. Could not agree more. Let's get to a break. Let's talk about another important factor for tonight's game when we come back. Your phone call is still welcome. Mo Egger at the end of the hour, all leading up to pregame sports talk. Huge. Which will take place at 3 o'clock right here on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of our friends at Cincy Shirts. 60 is back on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Mm. There we go. Yes. All right. Welcome back. Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station service of our good friends at Cincy Shirts. If you're not aware by now, you probably don't listen to this show much. The Bengals play a Monday night football game here in a couple hours in, in Ohio, just not at Paycor Stadium. It's in Cleveland. Ugh. They call it the mistake by the lake. Gross. A lot of brown up there. Ugh. The elves, the, the 
Is it an elf or is it a dog? The or dog is, pound. Is it named after a family? The brown. What is it? I don't know what it is. They make up their minds. Um, but they can't figure it out, and they can't find ways to get wins on the field tonight. So hopefully that continues. Mm. May I ask you about the game tonight? Okay. Last week, you changed your tune. Really? Last week, you said, hand up, <laughs> hand up. I'll be the first to admit that I was wrong. The fact that the Bengals won the toss and took the ball, I love it. Yeah. Do it every time. Yeah. Have you jumped off that ledge yet, or are you still up there? I'm still with that, especially for the reason we just talked about with All Nick right. Chubb and that Browns running game. So Bengals win the toss tonight. You say take the ball. Yeah, take the ball. Why not? Who says no? The the Browns, they actually have good football players. Did they I have don't, good players or good chemistry? I don't know that the Falcons have many good football players. I don't know that the Saints, especially with how depleted they were, have a ton. This 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 Cleveland team does. Hmm. They were built. They spent a lot of money to compete for a Super Bowl this year. It hasn't gone very well. Right. They trail right now just the Bears and the Ravens. Both teams have played one more game than the Browns for rushing leaders from a team standpoint. Browns run it for 5.2 yards per carry. To put that into perspective, the Bengals 30th on that list at 3.5 yards per carry, 87 yards per game, while the Browns rush it for 163. That's double, Austin. That's math. The Browns run it for <laughs> double, twice as many yards on the ground per game as the Bengals. That's getting it done. 234 rush attempts for the Browns, just 173 for the Bengals. So I like the thought of taking the ball first. I also like it because what's the one thing you don't want to do against Cleveland? Play from behind. Mm-hmm. You don't want to let them kind of assert their their dominance and what they like to do, and that is run the ball and run the clock. We talked about it in that Falcons game. If you don't stop the run, it puts you in this 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 situation where you, you start to count possessions. And it's easier, and I know it's not easy in the first place to, to come from double digits down. It's really not easy against a team that's running the ball for five yards a carry. Yeah. Because the game just shrinks. So if you are the Bengals, take the ball is important, I believe, and starting fast. They finally started fast against the Atlanta Falcons. And it put them in the driver's seat from the get-go. If they can start fast against this Cleveland team, who does that put pressure on? Jacoby Brissett. And I like the Bengals' chances 100 out of 100 times if the game is on the arm of Jacoby Brissett. Do not let the game fall on the legs of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Which means you have to start fast. And what's the challenge of starting fast this week, Austin? It's you got a team that's going to come out desperate. Mm -hmm. That's going to come out all amped up, knowing they must win this game. So you've got to match that and start fast. If the Bengals do that, I don't see a path that they lose this game. Mm -hmm. Can Can you find a different path? That as long as the Bengals start the game fast and control it early, they'll win this game. No. The recipe for, for disaster, slow start, getting eaten up on the ground, dominated in time of possession. Quarterback starts to feel like he's got to make more throws because he's starting to play against the clock. And, and something that I think is kind of lost in translation of everything with Jamar Chase and with the Bengals, and you mentioned how much better – Cleveland is running the ball. I think that's going to be a big part of the game for the Bengals offensively tonight. 
They've had Joe more Mixon. success in recent weeks with Joe Mixon and, and just running the ball in general. But the thing for me is going to be how successful are they in early downs running the football? Because without the deep threat that is Jamar Chase and with it being unsure exactly how the Browns are going to play the Bengals from a defensive standpoint without Chase, we're assuming probably a lot of zone coverage, then number one, Burrow has is, is been great on early downs and that's been part of their success the last couple of weeks. But if you can run the ball effectively on early downs, you're not putting yourself in a situation in which Joe Burrow has to take a deep drop and you have to hold up forever behind uh, against Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. You can work the inside part of the, the, the field, the middle of the field. You can go underneath. You don't have to take deep shots down the field and let those plays develop. Um, and I think that's going to be a big part of their offense. I also think extremely, extremely important tonight for the Cincinnati Bengals is how... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They will stop the front four of the Browns. Yeah. You want to talk about why Joe Burrow's had success? They've been spreading teams out, but what has the offensive line done? They've blocked four with five, which means teams have had to bring extra guys in the rush. If I'm Cleveland... I would fully expect rush four, drop seven. Because the Bengals play well against man, but the counter to that, Austin, is the man beater for the Bengals is Jamar Chase. Mm -hmm. The timing on the back shoulder throws between Burrow and Chase is better than anything in the NFL. So do the Browns say, okay, no Jamar Chase, let's see how the timing is early with these other guys. Let's see you complete a couple back shoulders. Let's see if you make the right reads. If you're in unison or if you're the Browns, do you say, I'll drop seven, I'll rush four, and we'll play zone, and we'll try to handle the Bengals that way? I think the man-versus-zone defensive strategy that the Browns decide to use tonight will be absolutely fascinating. All will be able to seen, be seen early in this game, which, again, why the start of the game is so important. Let's get to a break. Let's come back. Uh, one more quick segment. Before what was, we what get, was that? Well, see, I'm, I'm going back to my Luke Fickle here. Oh. One more quick segment. I got the, the play sheet covering my mouth. Okay. One more quick segment before we get to Mo Egger joining us ahead of his pregame sports talk next. Huge. On ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. We're a service of Cincy Shirts. Home of the Bengals. Cincy 360 continues on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. It's time for Cincy 360 Quick Hits on ESPN 1530. Well, technically the coverage has already started because we've actually talked about this game that's happening tonight between the Browns and Bengals. But officially, pregame sports talk comes up right at the top of the hour here with Mo Egger hosting and Mo joining us right now. Mo, what's up? Tony, how we doing? Good. How are you, Mo? I've never been better. You know, I... Uh, Maybe a little confusing, no victory Monday today because, one, the Bearcats lost, and, two, the, the Bengals play tonight, which means we're at Twin Peaks and Westchester tomorrow to break down that game. But as for today, what do listeners have to expect for the next three hours with you? 
Uh, well, three and a half hours, oh, Tom, because with, yes. uh, yeah, with a countdown to kickoff starting at uh, 6.30, we go until 6.30, take you right up to uh, Wayne Boxmiller. You know, full, detailed, nuanced examination of this game against uh, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Paul Daner Jr. is going to join me at uh, 3.20, certainly looking forward to that. We're going to discuss <clears throat> what the Bengals' offense looks like without Jamar Chase, how Cincinnati's going to slow down Nick Chubb, and if there's going to be a move for a wide receiver, because I'm not as dismissive about this as everybody else, you are not finding a replacement at wide receiver to replace Jamar mm-hmm. Chase. You're finding depth at wide receiver in case you lose somebody else. Yeah. And let's face it, we've already seen T. Higgins uh, miss basically three quarters of a game earlier this season. Uh, a week and a half ago, we weren't talking about the Bengals having to survive without Jamar Chase. What you don't want to have to do is scramble in the event that you have to play some games without Jamar Chase and without maybe a Tyler Boyd or a T. Higgins. That's why you build depth. You build depth as an insurance policy. So we'll spend some time with Paul on that. Um, Jim Donovan's the voice of the Browns, does a great job. He's going to join us at uh, 433. We'll talk about uh, Kevin Stefanski's team and why his, his team's defense has been as porous as it's been and why they don't give the ball to Nick Chubb more than 22 right. times a game. And uh, we're going to also talk to Justin Williams today because oh. Bearcat fans have a lot of questions, and I yeah. think the, most of the questions are, are fair and justified. And mm. so uh, based on what happened on Saturday, uh, Justin's going to join us to, uh, to talk about uh, the questions that we have about uh, UC football as they sit here at 6-2 and, at six and, two and according to some on the verge of folding the program. Yes, uh, you and I will spend time on the Tony and Mo <laughs> football show, so I don't want to get into too many details about the, the Bearcats. But, you know – UCF essentially tried to give them the game with the turnovers in the third quarter. I don't know if I was more disappointed in the offense's production or when the offense finally got going that the defense couldn't find a way to get stops when they had a lead twice in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I think the, the I don't want to say that we accept the offensive unevenness, but this has kind of been what they've been all season long. And, and they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. Yeah, they shouldn't be. But if you accept that you're going to have to deal with the inconsistencies that Ben Bryant brings to the table, if you accept that they're not going to make a permanent quarterback change, if you accept that this team's rushing attack is uh, inconsistent at best, what you hang your hat on is defense, specifically in the fourth quarter. And look, they were winded. I get it. They couldn't, uh, you know, hold possession long enough to give those guys a breather. But to give up consecutive drives of 75 yards or more with the game hanging in the balance against the team being led by a backup QB was sobering. And it's not something that I would have counted on. And to me, you know, we've talked about this team's inability to close out games. At some point, it was going to catch up to them. Mm-hmm. And it did on Saturday. And I, I don't like the word blame. But to me, if you are to draw up a list of things that uh, could be considered culprits in the loss, I would start with the defense. Yeah. Uh, for this game tonight, you and I have both been on board all year with the Bengals taking the ball if they win the coin toss. I don't see any reason to not do that tonight if you take in the same understanding that Cleveland runs the ball really well. And if you get down double digits or you're chasing points early, it puts a lot of pressure on an offense without Jamar Chase because they can run the ball, they can shrink the game, and and just they, they can take away your possession. So in my opinion, I know we could talk about Jamar Chase not being there and what the offense can do, and we can talk about how to to stop Nick Chubb. To me, it's very simple. Take the ball first, go score, and find a way to start fast and play from ahead against this Cleveland Browns team because Jacoby Brissett does not, he does not concern me. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and the Jamar Chase injury, his absence has nothing to do with this. Um, 
swap out the name Atlanta Falcons for Cleveland Browns, and it's the same dynamic. If you can start fast against a, a Jacoby Brissett-led team and make them play from way behind, you win. Um, if if you can't do that, and suddenly in the second half, we're talking about a game that looks like so many of the Bengals have played this year, where now they can control the line of scrimmage with uh, Nick Chubb, where now maybe Jacoby Brissett is gaining a little bit more confidence and Cincinnati's offense starts pressing a little bit. Let's avoid that outcome. They started quickly last week. They started quickly last week with the ball. And I think this team's defense should be considered good enough that it doesn't matter if, you know, you give up consecutive possessions during the, quote, middle eight. By the way, can I ask you this, Tony? Mm -hmm. Three years ago, did anybody ever refer to the middle eight? Now if, like, you're hanging out with your buddies and you want to sound smart, you dropped the middle eight. Yeah, the middle Where eight. did this begin? The middle eight. Where did this begin? I couldn't tell you. I have no idea why. Right? Like, I mean, on a day, on a weekly basis, I watch and I watched like you know twelve NFL games yesterday. The announcers nonstop middle eight, middle yeah. eight. And and by the way, I'm not going to say I haven't used it, but uh, like prior to three years ago, we never referred to the middle eight. Your defense should be good enough to give up consecutive possessions if indeed that's what happens. I want if Joe Burrow wants the ball to start yep. the game, I want Joe Burrow to start the game. And by the way. I fully anticipate to a degree, Tony, that it might take Joe a quarter or so or a few series to kind of get the lay of the land Mm -hmm. of what life is like without Jamar Chase. Let's get a jump start on that. Let's do that early in the game. The Browns do possess some problems, right? The the front four for Cleveland can certainly get after a quarterback, and the O-line has been so much better in recent weeks. But I just look from an emotional standpoint tonight, you have the ability to deal a knockout blow to an AFC North team. You have the ability to put them away and make this a two-team race going forward. For Cleveland, they will come out intense. They will come out backs against the wall. They may even come out desperate. And I hate using the word desperate already, but that's what Cleveland could be tonight because two and six is a death sentence. If they win this game and they find a way to say, okay, we only got X amount of weeks until Deshaun Watson's back, let's make a run at this. But they are going to throw everything they can at winning this game. And so everyone says it's a must win for the Cleveland Browns. But on the other side, couldn't that ring true for the Cincinnati Bengals, who can ill afford to fall to 0-3 in the AFC North at this point of the season? Yeah, I mean, the difference between 5-3 and three and 4-4 four and four seems enormous, especially with what Baltimore did against the remnants of Tom Brady on Thursday and what Baltimore has in front of it, right? So you don't want to fall a game behind. You don't want to give the Browns some life. And, you know, Joe Burrow talked about it going into the Atlanta game, and this is before the Jamar Chase became, you know, the the front and center headline. He talked about this three-game stretch. Uh, They're still favored tonight without Jamar Chase. They're heavy favorites next week. They were favorites against Atlanta. You're supposed to win these games. If we are talking about the Bengals being 6-3 and at the bye with an extra week without playing a game for the Jamar to hopefully get closer to health, Mm -hmm. I I think we would all take that. If they're 4-4 and at the midway point of the season, now you're chasing victories. Now you're swimming upstream. And by the way, look at the rest of the AFC. You suddenly start to look up against uh, everybody else who's also competing for a playoff spot. But I agree with you, Tony. The word desperation is overused, but it applies here. If you're the Browns, you're looking at this game tonight as a chance to get your season back on track. They're playing, the Bengals are, without one of their best players. Burrow has never beaten Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It's prime time. They do have a guy that can attack what is right now a bit of a Cincinnati deficiency in Nick Chubb. Uh, Don't let that team gain confidence. Make them press. Make them play from behind. 
make the people in the stands dressed up in their dog masks, which won't be a Halloween outfit. That's how they dress as they're gnawing on dog biscuits. Make those people start to express doubt and uncertainty and uh, put them in a situation where they're staring at uh, two and six and, and, and looking at their season being effectively over if the Bengals can close the game out. Is it odd to you that it feels, and I, I asked Austin earlier, is it just in Cincinnati or is this national that it feels like the World Series is kind of taking a backseat right now? And certainly in Cincinnati because there's Monday Night Football while Game 3 is going on. But, you know, you got Dusty Baker going for his first. You got the, the awesome city of Philadelphia. Does it still feel like it takes a backseat or is that just locally here in your opinion? I think in most cities like ours, it takes a backseat. Um, and I feel like it has every year. And the thing is, I mean, there's two things. Number one, the game on Friday was outstanding. That was mm-hmm. a great baseball game. Um, I don't know many people who watched. I think baseball really hurt itself, and this is not baseball's fault. The two league championship series ended last Sunday. They could have started the World Series on Tuesday or Wednesday of last week and had the national spotlight to itself. Instead, you start on a Friday, which is not a great TV night. Game two is opposite an insane college football slate. Now you're going up against Monday Night Football tonight. And I'm sure if this series picks up steam and we get to a six or seven game, it'll it'll garner some momentum. But I just think baseball is now such a regional sport, and it's mm-hmm. said time and again, and the postseason is now so long. I think you combine those things. I think you have a lot of people. I talked to somebody on Friday, Tony, who is as big of a baseball fan as I know, as big of a baseball fan as I know, who said to me, uh, this is just not appointment television for me. That's the World Series. Right. And yet I think there's a lot of people who feel the exact same way. Uh, real quick, uh, because every time this happens, we, we have to at least graze past it in Cincinnati. Auburn fires their head coach. I'm not going to say his name because they didn't even say his name in the press release, but they fire him. <laughs> and uh, and now, of course, as it is every time, well, SEC money, they're going to throw a lot at Coach Fickle. I, I, my stance hasn't changed. I feel the same way about every other job that's opened. I don't think Fickle is interested. I don't think he'll leave. If, if he ever did choose to leave, uh, the statue should already be built. But I don't concern myself anymore when jobs like this come open with Luke Fickle. I don't spend any time on this whatsoever. Um, and, and by the way, that's been my strategy for years, and it's paid off. I haven't wasted my time. I haven't wasted my breath. I haven't, I, if, if I lost sleep everybody told, every time somebody told me that Luke Fickle was going to go somewhere, I'd be dead, right? Mm. I was told yep. he was going to go to Michigan State. He didn't go to Michigan State. I, I was told uh, on my radio show repeatedly, Ryan Day is going to go to the NFL. You just watch. Well, that hasn't happened yet. Mm. I was told, it, done deal, quote, done deal, bro. He's going to Notre Dame. Okay. Uh, <laughs> number one, he's in year six, okay? He's coached an eternity. There are 33 coaches in college football who have been at their current positions longer than six years, okay? He has coached the same amount of time that Urban Meyer coached at Florida. He's basically served the same amount of time as Urban Meyer at Ohio State. It's a long time. Yep. He's been there a long time. And if he leaves, there will be no shortage of people, qualified coaches, who want this job. I'm not spending any time worrying about Luke Fickle going to Auburn because I didn't spend any time worrying about him going to Louisville or Maryland or Michigan State or Nebraska or even Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. If it happens, he will have left the program in an infinitely better shape than when he took it off. I'm not going to wager on him leaving to go to Auburn. Correct. I'm 100% with you. Uh, we will wager, though, in this next segment, Locks of the Night. Hey, Degenerates, it's time for Locks of the Night. 
presented by Cincy Shirts. Visit any of their three stores in Hyde Park, OTR, and Dixie Highway in Northern Kentucky. And always online at CincyShirts.com. Now, let's make you some money. All right, Mo, Monday night football tonight. I make this simple. I think the Bengals get off to a fast start. They have a better roster than the Cleveland Browns. And if you get up early and if you start fast, this Cleveland team, who has been susceptible to some bad losses, I feel like will roll over on Kevin Stefanski. I like the Bengals. I love them to cover this number tonight. Cleveland's 1-3 at home. Their last game at home, they lost to the Patriots by 23 points. They're 1-4 against the spread in their last five home games. And uh, if you want to go back to their last eight Monday night games, they're 2-6 and six against the spread. Since starting 0-2, oh what are the Bengals against the number, Tony? 5-0, and 12-3 oh, and three against the spread, last 15 against Cleveland. That's a bigger deal to me than Joe Burrow not beating the Browns. Uh, Cleveland relies too heavily on their running game. I don't think they can keep up with Cincinnati's offense. You're, you're, you're making me give up just a field goal or right. a field goal and a hook. You get Jacoby Brissett. I get Joe Burrow. I'll take Joe Burrow. And I've got a ton of Bengals, Browns, props that I will give it 625 tonight. Wow. I love it. How about that for a tease? Mm. How about that for a little hook? Mo Egger for the next three and a half hours. Pre-game sports talk. Mo, thanks for joining us, man. Have a good show. All right, man. See you guys. See there you he time. is. That is Mo Egger. I'm Tony Pike for Brian Dayball or Austin Elmore. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us today. Thanks to our sponsors, Cincy Shirts, Skyline Chili, Volk Energy, and Rides. Have a great Halloween. Thanks to our talkbackers. Have a great rest of your Monday afternoon as well. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.